Meeting call, call to order. order. Hello, hello, hello. Hey guys. Hi. Welcome to our fourth podcast of the season. We're halfway done. We're halfway there. Of season oh one. God. Of season one. Yeah. <laughs> um, today's episode is titled The Trials and Tribulations of Friendships. Ooh. Ooh. Danielle, what is on the agenda for today's meeting? So first, we're going to start with a discussion of what type of friend we are, um, how we are in our friendships, how we treat each other, how we treat other friends. We're going to do our own personal descriptions, and then Omar and I will describe each other and what kind of friend we think each other is, um, just to double check to see if we're delusional or not. If we're telling the truth. Yeah. Then we're going to do a fun little discussion where we're going to talk about our ideal BFF blunt rotation. Ooh, so we'll bring I'm in some celebs, that. things, people that we think we'd be really great friends with. I love that. Um, and then we're going to go into a really cool discussion about the five types of friendships we all need to survive. Ooh. That one should be really fun. We'll get into more detail later. Um, and then we're going to get into the juice, the drama, the tea of the episode. We're going to do some story times. The of friends to foes. The friends to foes stories. Ooh. Everyone's been waiting for that <laughs> one. <laughs> and then we're going to get into a reoccurring segment on our podcast, the house seat segment. So Omar and I are going to ask each other some fun, juicy questions on the spot no idea, no plan about what's going to happen to each other. We've already prepared some questions. And then we're going to finish with a fun game. This is something new. We've never done this yeah, before. Yeah, we've never done a game. I think it's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's called Name Three. We, Omar and I have already planned what we're going to ask each other. You have to name three of whatever, you know, sec, random. whatever random thing. Yeah. In under five seconds. You have five seconds to name three of something. And that's the agenda for the episode today. I'm so excited. How are you feeling? I'm excited. We had some technical difficulties, so we're all but pumped up. Okay. We're all juiced up right now. How is Libra season treating you so far? Libra season? I don't know. I haven't really felt it yet. Maybe because it's still early. I felt it. You did? We're finally, Mercury is finally out of retrograde. I heard. So I'm feeling like a better person. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, enough of that. Let's get started on our first topic. Danielle. Which type of friend are you? I think that I am an extremely loyal friend. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's like the first thing that comes to mind. This sounds so conceited, but I really think Just I am say a loyal it. Just friend. Tell us. Yeah, I'm a, Just you know tell what? Us. You're right. I am a loyal friend. I am a great friend. We'll fact check you if it's wrong. <laughs> All the all the people who like are my friends are gonna be like, no, you're not. No, you're not. You're a loyal friend. Yeah. Let I'd like know. to think I'm a loyal friend. Mm -hmm. I'm a very I'm a great friend. I honestly think that the people that I am friends with and the people that, you know, I choose to have close in my yeah. life, I would like to think that I treat them very, very well. Um, and what I mean by that is I'm loyal. I'm always on their side. I think I'm really good at listening to people. I'm very conscious when I listen to people. Yeah. Um, which is something that a lot of people are not. They're like listening half-assly. I think that I'm very present when my friends need me, um, which is a, you know, it's a good thing. I love it about myself. Um, what else? What else? What else is me as a friend? I don't know. I, I think loyal is just the only thing that comes to mind. Mm -hmm. Like whenever somebody does something to one of my friends or there's been, you know, something happened, some guy fucks them over, some girl's talking shit about them. My mind automatically is like, I don't want them in in my life anymore. Like yeah. whether or not I know them or if I've, I've ever talked to them, if anybody's talking shit on my friends or does them dirty, they're out. 
they're gone Period. unfollowed goodbye damn i don't know why but i've literally unfollowed like a handful of people because my friends have been like oh yeah like we're not friends anymore because you talk shit about me or oh yeah this guy fucked me over so i i don't you know they're gone they're gone in my book mm. i don't know i'm just very loyal like if people hurt my friends and i care about my friends a lot so if I find that they're hurt or somebody has done them wrong, then I see no reason to keep ties. I feel guilty. I feel like a bad friend. Okay. Okay. Maybe that ties back to something that I find, uh, you know, fundamental in my own friendships. Yeah. Like I would want the same for my friends. Okay. I would want my friends to be extremely loyal. So maybe that's why that's my number one trait. Cause I really look for that in my friends. Okay. I love that. I think, I think it's something really good to bring up because I was going to ask you as you're saying that, why why is that you don't mm-hmm. think do you absolutely think it's like completely zero like zero to 100 like you can't be friends with somebody who might have said something about your close friends like you don't see them as individuals um i think it's circumstantial it's definitely circumstantial like it could get messy if yeah. two of my friends were fighting and like i have to choose a side or or something were to happen mm-hmm. i think that's totally circumstantial but Thankfully, for the most part, people who do my friends dirty, I'm not close with anyway. Yeah. I don't even know them. Never heard of them. Never talked to them. I just follow them on social media. And it's an easy cutoff. But like you said, it's fundamental to your relationship. That's what you want to receive. Correct. Hmm. I. It is absolutely like dire that my friends are loyal or if i feel wronged by someone they're not off being buddy buddy with the same person mm. i just think that's something i don't know i'm, I'm insecure i just i need that in it's a okay friend. though yeah I think everybody's insecure i can admit it all right it's okay she's grown okay <laughs> i got a little twister for you oh so since you said that what do you think about because i have i'm friends with some of the people that you don't like I have a there's a, there's a handful of people that I know that you don't like and I'm still friends with them. Like who? Say it. There's no Say camera it. here. Are you friends with them still? Yeah. I kind of still am friends with some people. Not to an extent, obviously. Yeah. You and I have a closer relationship. Mm-hmm. But what do you think about that? I I don't like just because you are friends with those people I'm not like oh my god you're such a shitty friend to me yeah it's more so just like that's your business and your that's your mm-hmm. piece but I also know you still have my back maybe that's yeah. why because I know because I stood up for you exactly in the face of and I don't need you to be there exactly if it came down to I think my main concern is like would you be able to defend me or yeah. you know not join in on the dog pile if mm. you're around people I don't like or that people that don't like me like yeah. would you would be like whoa 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 wait a minute we're not going to talk about my friend right now mm. like if that and I know that with you that would be the case yeah. like you we wouldn't let shutting it down quick exactly I think that's a circumstantial thing okay okay I like that yeah. Wow. <laughs> now, what kind of friend do you think you are? What kind of friend do I think I am? Mm-hmm. I think definitely I am. I don't want to say I am not your. I'm not your day to day friend, honestly. What does that mean? What is a day to day friend? I mean, what I mean by that is that I am that friend who more than likely if nothing major happens i'm always going to be there for you regardless of however long we've spoken Mm -hmm. i think i'm very much the like you know i can go back and i can have friends from years ago that i haven't spoken to maybe we talk here and there and i don't need much i'm very much that friend like if you're good i'm good we'll talk when we talk a low maintenance friend. yeah i i'm very much a low maintenance friend i don't need 
Um, constant reassurance. Constant reassurance. I don't need somebody to text me every day. I, I'm not going to text everybody every day. Mm-hmm. I'm more of like, you know, let's let's both live and then we'll rekindle. But I, I think that's the type of friend that I am. But I mean, in a closer knit aspect, I'm the doer friend. What do you mean by that doer friend? I'm going to, I feel like you and I are both that. Like, yeah. I feel like <laughs> we are the friend that is... One, going to be driving. Two, going to be scheduling the plans. We're just type Three, A. Three, yeah. That's it. Coordinating <laughs> everything. Um, and then, you know, like, if you need something, I'm going to, you know, pull my sleeves up and I'm going to get it done for you. It's true. I'm the doer friend. I will more, like, I will mm-hmm. not give you affection. I will mm-hmm. not give you words of encouragement. I'll tell you the truth. Um, I'll give you the hard truth if you don't like it. Absolutely. But you know, I will turn around and fucking wash your dishes if you are not feeling that today. Do you think that ties back to your love languages? Your, what is it? What was it? What was your love language? Yeah, that, I mean, that it's still kind of doing, but I feel like definitely being the low maintenance friend is very much me. Mm-hmm. And some people don't like that. I, I can totally understand because people are, remember we had the discussion about girls or like friends who are very territorial yeah. and they're like, who's coming or like what's going yeah. on like are you who are you hanging out with this weekend not me mm-hmm. like i can totally understand that some people would see a low maintenance friend as a bad thing well i'm a low maintenance friend when it comes like you know to distance because mm-hmm. i'm still living my life you're still living your life i don't need that reassurance from you i don't need that demand for you to you know come everywhere with me mm-hmm. it's a, it's nice and i would enjoy it but um that's who I am as just kind of like a regular friend, but definitely very yeah. much tight knit. Like I will, if you need me to do something for you, I'm going to do it. Right. Regardless, no questions asked. So I think that's, that's the kind of friend I am. What do you think about that? I think that's very true. Does that describe me? Absolutely. Cause you're not one of those friends who's like, we need to do something every weekend or we need mm, to see each other once correct. a week, which is fine if you do, if you are like that, but I'm, you're not like that. And that's totally respectable. And I'm comfortable with having a friend like that. And I also don't care if you cancel your plans. I love that because I always feel guilty about canceling. I I love I love to cancel a plan. I don't care. I'm still going to do it. I'm still (laughs) going to go out. I don't care. That's what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I feel like growing up, I was very much surrounded by people who were like, oh, we need to have a friend. Like, like you need to be like this. We need to be close. We need mm-hmm. to be catty. We need, BFFs. To, we need to be BFFs. Mm-hmm. We need we need to be on our shit. We need to be that. And I'm like, mm, there are so many things in life. There are so many things going on. Like, if you can't have a low maintenance friend like me, I'm sorry if you mm-hmm. need somebody else. But, you know, I'll text you when I text you. And <laughs> like, I'll text my best friends in like months um, apart, apart. Right. You know? Yeah. But I think that's that's what describes me. Hopefully. Does that mean that you don't see your friendships as like a super high priority? I guess you could say that. That's really, a really that's a really good answer. Um, I would say I. Um, no, I wouldn't say that. I would say I enjoy my times with my friends when they're there and I can understand that people have a lot of things going on in life. So I don't like to put that pressure on other people Mm -hmm. and I would not like to receive that pressure as well. Yeah. So it's not that I, um, don't see them for a certain level. Um, I'm more of like, if you're there, you're there. And if you're not, you're not, um, Mm. what do you think? 
I'm trying to, I'm trying to analyze. I'm trying to like tie this back somewhere. Like, why is that? Why is it like you, it, it's almost like you've built a bear, not a barrier, but like you've created this kind of bubble for yourself where if, if all goes wrong or if something happens, it's like you're keeping yourself a distance for safety. It's like, wait a minute. Maybe I just don't want to be let down. That that's what I'm saying. Maybe I've been such a good friend, and you know, when I was younger in my adolescence, mm-hmm. and I've been let down. Exactly. And I have. Yeah. So it's like, why try and put all this effort in, and you know, be all buddy buddy with with best friends and all this to be let down in the end and not yeah. have them for the rest of your life? Yeah, because all I've that had, effort. Because I've had best friends where I put a lot of effort into mm-hmm. it, and I and I did not receive it. They liked me for the wrong reasons. Or it just wasn't genuine. But I think for me, um, I like more, I would say, obviously, I'm not going to be let down. Mm -hmm. And I feel more happy when it's genuine in the spur of the moment. And I don't have to work for it. If I don't have to plan and organize to hang out with a friend and it just happens naturally. Yeah. um, Because if I like if I plan, if I, you know, create a whole itinerary for our hangout and you decide you don't like this or you decide maybe you don't want to go, then I'm going to be let down. Right. Mm -hmm. As one should. So I think um, more now I just need to be like, okay, well, if it happens, it does. If it doesn't, then let's move on with life. You know what I'm saying? That mindset definitely comes from just like trauma with friendships in the past. Really? I think so. A thousand percent to have that kind of mindset where it's like, if it happens, it happens. And if it does, it does. Because I don't have that mindset. I'm saying I have this plan and we're going to follow through with it because, you know, that's just how I, I'm very hands on with my friends. Mm-hmm. Like I, you know, I feel like their mother, like I always want us yeah. to be together. I always want to do things, like, yeah. but that's my type of, that's my style of friendship. Like yeah. that's the type of friend that I am. Hmm. So it's very interesting that you've tied that back to, you know, being let down in the past by your old friendships. So how would we tie yours back then? I think you I'm need, just a needy bitch. You think you're just needy? Know. Yeah. Well, I mean, we will say that you have been like backstabbed and and there has been um, relationships like you've had friendships where bitches have been fake to you. I Maybe that's why I want to keep all my friends very close so that I can not let that happen again. If I keep everybody close and I'm, you know, always hands on with my friendship mm. and I don't let it go with the flow like I did in the past, then maybe that stuff wouldn't happen to me again. I don't yeah. know. I'm grasping at straws here. It's true. I feel like the way that I have that mindset, I'm kind of always filtering out people. Mm. So maybe, maybe that's something that I need to work on. Mm-hmm. Cause I do have a few friends mm-hmm. that, you know, we right. were always in a, not, I don't want to say tight knit, but you know, we are always on the same level, but I feel like I, I do outgrow a lot of friends. Yeah. And I feel like that's normal for our age. Like it's not a bad thing to yeah, outgrow friends, not. but you definitely, should look into the mindset of, you know what, I it's okay to put effort into people and to prioritize these friendships and, you know, want to make plans with mm. them and be with them and not treat it so nonchalantly. Would you say it's different for me because I'm a guy and maybe guys just... I don't think so. Ride different for each other. You know what? Maybe they do. Cause I f- and I feel like a lot of the girlfriends that I have mm-hmm. are very low-key and chill. Weird. You know what? Guys are kind of strange about friendships. Yeah. Like they get jealous. They get catty. I feel like more than girls, like girls, like we brush off bitchiness because it's normal. Yeah. But I feel like guys, they get 
you know, this is just my experience from hearing like men speak about mm. friendships. They get hurt very easily yeah. and they take things very personally. Like a lot of guys, like a, a guy does something, their friend does something to them. They take it so personally and so hurt by it, like destroys the friendship. And I'm such a strong personality. Yeah. I don't think a lot of people are okay with that either. I, yeah. like, I think that's why like things like, like I know happen. what I want in every instance mm-hmm. in every second. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Thanks for analyzing me. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> I, f- I kind of feel like maybe I'm not as progressed as I thought I was. I, I thought it was a good thing to be, you know, like, I guess the low maintenance friend, as you say. I don't think it's a bad thing, but I just Work wanted to. Lo- I just was talking through it. I was just going through different it. perspectives. I mean, hmm. yeah. But I mean, if being the low maintenance friend works for you and your life and this is, you know, I don't it's, think it's a bad thing, but it was very fun to break it down. <laughs> you see, you see the trauma behind it. Yeah. Huh? Exactly. Wait, okay. I want to lighten up by asking you this controversial question. What? Can guys and girls be mutual friends? Oh. Or is it always tied back to they want to have sex with each other? Is it possible? Well, I'm gay, so it's different <laughs> for me. Uh, Fair enough. You know what? You might add a really different perspective than my perspective of it. So, I've always had girlfriends. Mm-hmm. And I I love, I absolutely love having women in my circle. I Thanks. I think it's, yeah, I think it's amazing. I feel empowered by all the women in my life. All the friends that I have, mm-hmm. you know, you can reference. I feel like I have a lot more girlfriends than I do guy friends. Well, because guys, his friends and, suck. Yeah. And then girl, you know, and girls are loyal and they are yeah. always a majority of the time they're right or die. Yeah. Um, so for me, obviously, yes, I think it works. But obviously, because we we kind of share more interest in yeah. we, and we have, you know. Then let me rephrase a hetero I, man and a hetero woman. Hmm. Can they be friends without it ever getting to they want to have sex or like romantic? Can can that happen? Does that exist or is everybody lying to themselves? I think it's hard because I do know a few women, girls who have had a lot of hetero men as their best friends. And eventually those guys do want to fuck them. See? Um, and obviously there's all these fucking rom-coms that play play into Mm -hmm. it you know what i'm saying best friends for life and then fall in love like what 13 going on 30 yeah you know but you know what i'm saying all these rom-coms yes i would say i don't want to say yes it like or no but i feel like for the majority in most cases men and women it I mean, how can you not? I mean, it's by bi- it's biology. Tell if me. you're around somebody of the opposite sex and you are best friends with them, you grow a connection, emotional connection, you confide in them. How can you not fall in love with them? That's my two cents. I don't. I mean, it's is it inevitable? I guess you're right. I guess it's no, they they can't be friends. Like you're saying, if there is that biology, I don't know a lot of people who have successfully had guy friends and have not at one point felt a certain way about each other. Exactly. And you may not even recognize it. They may not even recognize it in that very moment. Yeah. Like, oh, I would never, like, do anything like that. Or don't think of romantically my friend like that. Like, we're brother and sister. I was going to say, like, in high school, and everybody's like, that's my brother. Uh, that's my brother. That's girl, my brother. you're that. flirty. And it, would be, and it would literally be the ones, like, 
high key flirting, <laughs> high cleave together. Yeah, I'm yeah. like I'm like going through names in my head, and I was like, brother this, brother that. But I think eventually either or side does feel a certain connection. So I guess no. No, I would say, and of course, there's going to be exceptions. Of course, you know, this isn't applied to everybody. But I think for the most part, guys and girls being friends is a very rare occurrence. Like genuine Mm. friends, no romantic feelings, super platonic. I think it's damn near impossible. Sorry, I went on a tangent, but I've I've been curious about that. That's really good. I think you brought up a really good point. I would like to know what our audience thinks. I would would like them to let let us know. Prove us wrong. Because maybe we are wrong. Maybe we are just small, not small-minded. I'm insecure. (laughs) No, but I, I mean, I agree. Like, there's a lot of history. There's a lot of content. There's a lot of rich, like, parts of culture that show. Someone's going to have to convince me otherwise because... I just don't see how you can do that platonically. Because right now I'm thinking of like Tana Mojo and Jeff Wittick. They're going to fuck. Yeah. If they haven't already. Yeah. There's no way. He's my brother. No He's way. He's my brother. No. You know what I'm shut saying? up. Anyways. That was a good. That was a good question. I've been curious about Frenemies it. to lovers. Friends Fred- to lovers. Friends to lovers. Is it? Is it fact? It is. Friends to lovers is always going to happen in my opinion. Mm. Most of the time. 99% of the time. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. All right, and to our next segment of the episode. I'm so excited for this. I know. This was your idea. Our <laughs> ideal BFF blunt rotation. Danielle, yep. who is in your blunt rotation? I'm going to list one off at a time. We'll go back and forth with one of them. Okay, one. okay. Okay, my first. So when we were thinking about these, we were thinking who do we think we could become really good friends with? Yeah. And would we want them to be around us in a in a blunt rotation? I don't smoke weed. I get really anxious and nauseous. Same. So I would need somebody who's going to make me laugh, who can take care of me, and that I trust completely. Mm-hmm. And one celebrity influencer person that I think I'd be great friends with and I would want in my dream ideal blunt rotation who? is... Brittany Broski. I love, I love, love, love <laughs> Brittany Broski. If you don't know who Brittany Broski is, she's a TikToker. She's a comedian. She's hilarious. And a she doesn't podcaster. even try. I love her podcast. She's from what? Wisconsin? Texas. Texas? Wisconsin. Uh, no, you know what she is? I think she's from Houston, isn't she? Something. I don't I was know. Like, all the bad bitches come out of Houston. <laughs> Beyonce. Megan the Stallion, Brittany Broski. Lizzo, yeah. Brittany Broski. I Anyways. think she would just be so sweet. She'd make me laugh. Like, oh my God, do you know how she's really good at accents? Yes, I love I love when she does her accents. I can watch her videos all day. All day. All the cons that she puts out, all the guest stars, the podcast that she's in, I eat it up. Anything that Brittany Broski is in, I'm eating it up. I'm there. I'm ready for her to hit cinema. I'm ready her for her to Ooh. make her movie debut. And she can sing. Did you see that? She's a yeah, singer. She's a country singer. Oh, I love Brittany Broski. I need her in my blunt rotation. That's my first one. I love that. Thanks. I love Brittany Broski. <laughs> okay. Well, my first person <laughs> in my blunt rotation, <laughs> I will say this person inspires me a lot. One, she's a brown woman. Two, she's a screenwriter, mm-hmm. producer. She has multiple of her own comedy shows. Mm-hmm. Such as The Office, The Mindy Show, um, Never Have I Ever, Ugh, love and that College show. Girls. Yeah, Mindy Colley. 
I love Mindy Kaling. I love Mindy. She's a jack of all trades. I love her. And I think she's a cancer. Is she? Yeah. Good I for love her. And I love cancers. That fits right in. I love her. She I think I just think that well, first of all, I I didn't watch The Office a lot, mm-hmm. but I loved when she would come on. And I love the Mindy show. I love Never Have I Ever. Never Have I Ever is my favorite. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get into um, College Girls, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I think she would just be so fucking hilarious, mm-hmm. like in my blunt rotation. And I feel like she'd just be so sweet. I Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think she also has like a calming nature. Yeah. Like you cannot have like a bad high with Mindy calling around. There is no way. Who's your next one? My next one is <laughs> is Megan Trainer. What the heck? <laughs> Why? The all about that bass singer? Yeah. Okay, so I'm not a, a huge fan of her music. She's a great musician, you know, great songwriter, whatever. Uh-huh. But I recently started listening to her podcast, Keeping Keeping It Real, I think it's called, with her and her brother. She is hilarious. My God. She is so funny. She's so quick with it. She's so witty. She's so... And she's a mother. Yeah. She's recently a mother. She's married to the guy who was in Spy Kids, yeah. Junie. Junie. Yeah, Junie from Spy Kids. She married him. They had a little spy baby. So she's not only hilarious, she's also nurturing. I feel I like love those her are my TikToks. two. Her TikToks are funny. Her TikToks are so funny. I just I would love to meet her. I'd love to talk to her. Like I want her to make me laugh. I think those are my two like things that I need for somebody who's gonna be in my blunt rotation. They need to be funny, but also like bring a sense of calming to me. Yeah. But yeah, I think Megan Trainer would be a great best friend. That's of mine. interesting. How do you think her and Brittany Broski would do? Together? Yeah. Oh my god, I'd die laughing. I'd be there. I'd be crying, cracking up. I think it would just be the most fun time ever. Oh my god. Who's your second? My second one is Miss Ari Lennox. Ooh. I actually seen her down the street at a pizza shop like two weeks ago. Wait, at Pit at Pitfire? Yeah. Shut so up. I ran into her. So she lives in our neighborhood. Uh-huh. And so I seen her at Pitfire and First of all, I love her music. I just love, I, to me, I think she's a cornball. Going back to the last <laughs> episode. But I Corny. think she's, yeah, I think she's just such a, like, a nerdy singer. Mm-hmm. Like, she, I love watching her lives. Like, she does not give a fuck about being embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, like, always watching her lives. And I love her music. I feel like she would be serenading me as I'm high as fuck. And we'd, like, sing um yeah so i actually met her not too long ago and she i what i love about her most is that she like publicly announces that she does not want to be friends with anybody like she always says Why is that you yeah she's like <laughs> no like i remember one time i was on her live and i was like oh my god let's be friends like um this is not we go to the same gym and mm-hmm. she's like no i don't need friends <laughs> i like being by myself i love being alone and then i can liter- respect that yeah and i'm I just love like that. I'm just like, you know what? Like, that's the, that's the kind of friend I want. I think that's you as a friend. So it's super ideal for you. Literally. But I feel like her, like, if she was in my blunt rotation, she would just be singing. And then me and Mindy would, like, try to be singing. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen the Mindy show. Like, she's just so funny. She's so hilarious. Like, I think she's so relatable. I love her. Wait, are Lennox and Mindy calling together? It's just so such random. A funny idea. It's and so I random. also think because they have very interesting voices. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like their voices are so Hi. I guess high pitch, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who's your last one? 
Um, the last individual best friend I'd want in my blunt rotation is Jada Essence Hall. Ooh, Jada it's Essence Hall from RuPaul's Drag Race. From RuPaul's Race. Drag Race. She's a drag queen. She's hilarious. What season was she? Season 12? Season 12. She's one of the later seasons. And then she was also in All Stars. Yeah. She was robbed. She won her season. Um, but she was robbed on All Stars. She was. Because she's a she's an all out I love her. queen. My I love her. God. I think Jada Essence Hall would bring the raunchy to the group. Because mm-hmm. I think Britney, you know, she's funny. She's like palatable funny. Megan Trainer gets a little, little dicey. But Jada Essence Hall is going to bring the messy funny to the group. There's three different levels of comedy mm. there. And I think Jada's just going to break it up. And like, she's going to be the one to say something that everyone will erupt into laughter for. You know what I mean? Like, she's the crowd pleaser. I love that. I think it's so funny now that I'm looking at all of your blunt rotations. <laughs> I feel like it's so chaotic. Can you imagine Bernie Brothers? She'll be burping away. Megan Trainor will be uh, singing, a, singing nose. Jada says, look over there. And fucking Brittany Broski doing her accent. <laughs> oh, my God. I feel like I would have... So much anxiety. No, in that I love rotation. it. Those are my favorite people right now. Like I love, I love Jada since all. I think she did so well. All of her outfits were to die for. She's amazing. She, you know, she, she makes all of them too. I believe it. She's a sewer. I believe it. I love Jada since all. I respect her and her art. I just think she's amazing. I would love to meet her and be best friends she's with her. She's not just a lit queen. Yeah. Period. Exactly. Who's your last BFF in your blunt rotation? My last one. And I think we would get along so well. Like, <laughs> I think even, not even just in my blunt rotation. I think in life, <laughs> we would be like such besties. Uh-huh. I think she's a Pisces. Um, Drew Barrymore. Oh, I love Drew Barrymore. Drew Barry, Listen to that. Drew Barrymore, Mindy Colling, and Ari Lennox. That sounds I feel like a like good time. Sounds like a good time. It sounds like Ari Lennox doesn't know how to cook, but Mindy and Drew Barrymore do. <laughs> Um, and I feel like it's just like a lot of soft voices. Yeah. Oh my God. Drew, <laughs> can you imagine of, Drew Barrymore like talking you down from a high? <gasps> I love her. I, I was about to do her accent. No! <laughs> Leave her alone. But I feel like one, Drew and Mindy are going to give me wisdom and then mm-hmm. Ari Lennox is just going to cry. Yeah. We're going to cry together. You know what I'm saying? She'll hold you in A lot of soft spoken voices there interesting isn't that weird that those are two very different groups like huh. over in my group we're screaming we're cackling we're yelling over in my group we're chilling playing Janae Aiko <laughs> yeah <laughs> I love that that was fun that was cute anyways we hope you guys enjoyed that on to the <laughs> next segment this one's gonna be a fun one I actually am really looking forward to this so I read an article about friendship we were looking for like we were doing research about mm-hmm. friendships for a talking point for this episode yeah and one of the articles I stumbled upon was the five types of friendships we all need to survive and it listed the five types of friends that someone in their life needs in order to be happy to feel fulfilled to feel cared for so we're gonna read off the five types of friendships you need to survive you need to live do you want to kick off with the first one yeah, let's do it. All right. The first one, close friends. What is a close friend? Tell me. Close friends are people you've known for many years who have been with you through ups and downs, though there may be periods where you're not in touch. You can pick up right where you left off at any point and can always call them when you're in need. I feel like there's. I have a lot of friends like that. Me too. Really? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. I feel like I'm that friend. 
Wait, you're kind of right. Right? Close friends, yeah. Periods where you're not in touch, you pick up right where you left yeah. off. Absolutely. Is that a close friend? Hmm. That's what the definition says. Somebody said I was a low maintenance friend. Oh, who said that? <laughs> oh, anyways, <laughs> um, what do you think about that? What do you think about that statement? Close friends. I feel like this is true. Like, I feel like the majority of, you know, friend, like high school friends, I feel mm. like those are close friends because I keep up with a lot of friends that mm-hmm. I'm not talking to all the time every day, like yeah. super high maintenance with, but I can pick up right back. I can pick up right where I left off with them. Like no problem. I love that. And I think that's such an important trait to have. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? To be approachable. Yeah. To be charismatic. Just friends that where you can just, you know, where did we go? Let's continue. Yeah. I love that. That's my favorite. I think close friends is the majority of what most people have. Yeah. Would you agree? Um, no. Let's get into our other ones. And you know then what? We'll You're see, right. And then we'll see and reflect. We'll make assumptions after. What's the next one? The next one is lifelong friends. Ooh. So lifelong friends have the benefit of knowing you when you were still growing and developing as a person. They're also sometimes called family friends. These people have known you and your family since childhood. These friends know all the distinctive ways you were raised. They understand your parents and siblings well. While you may not speak to these friends regularly, there's a depth of understanding that helps us to feel steady and secure in our friendship with them. Hmm. Do you have any lifelong friends? Um, I would say I do, but there's something that does not sit right with me about the statement you just said. Really? I feel like for me, the way I was, the way I was brought up is not who I am now. Okay. And, it, and it's not who I've been in a long time. Okay. So when I think of lifelong friends, I enjoy them. I value them because, yes, we may have been raised together at sometimes. Mm-hmm. However, the lifelong friends that I know and come to love, we kind of, we very much grow distant and we become very different personalities. I've right. grown, yeah, I've moved. I have developed new personality traits i am not who i used to be absolutely and uh, the thing with me about these lifelong friends is that they to me at least is that they see me as a child that i am they saw you as what they once knew you as yeah so when i think about that that's exactly what i think as a child that i was yeah and i don't want to say i was an insecure child i just was not as sure and positive um of myself as i am now yeah so to kind of go back and rekindle with these lifelong per se friends Mm -hmm. um i feel like maybe i'm a little bit just too strong i guess strong-minded or strong-willed like yeah you know what i'm saying do you understand what i mean is that that's um i just kind of feel uncomfortable with lifelong friends because they you don't know me you knew the old me. Yeah. And that old me is somebody that I am no longer comfortable with. That is not me. I don't associate with that. That doesn't represent me. And the fact that that's all you see of me is hmm. really uncomforting to me. It's kind of strange. Maybe that's why I filter out my friends. Because you're ever evolving. I'm always evolving. Yeah. I mean, what do you think about that? What do you think about that lifelong friend statement? Um, do you have lifelong friends? I So by definition, you know, friends since childhood, I don't have any friends since childhood because i was you know my parents my dad was in the military i moved around around, all the time so i don't have a friend that i've known since kindergarten i grew up with like really i don't at all like there's this one girl that i knew in first grade but i don't talk to her anymore like at all that's crazy yeah i don't have any 
friends, childhood friends. I mean, the closest I have to that is friends that I met in eighth grade. And I guess that's my definition. That's my version of a lifelong friend. I've known them since eighth grade. Well, you know, that's 10 years now. Yeah, almost ten, about 10 years. Yeah. They know me. They know my family. They know my dynamic. They know my upbringing. You know, I, I did all the catching up up until then. But I feel like lifelong friends, I don't I don't have any of those. I mean, now I do. In my own definition, I, all, all of my friends in my life, I would consider lifelong friends. Like, I would want them to hopefully be a part of my life for the rest of it. Yeah. But by definition, childhood friends, you know, they've seen you grow. There's a sense of security. I feel like I have a sense I of would, security yeah. with all of my friends. Yeah, I, would, I wouldn't say a sense of security no. just for the lifelong friends. That's comfort. I and would, no. no, and I would say if... Well, let's go into the other ones, but I would say from what we just talked about with these last two, I would say I'd feel less security with lifelong friends as described. Because of your experience because with Because of it. my experiences. Understood. Mm-hmm. Right? Am yeah. I crazy? Am no, I crazy to say that? Absolutely not. Like I said, you're not crazy. This is, you know, this is who I was and that's all you can see of me. And I'm uncomfortable with that. You yeah. know, I don't associate with that anymore. I love that. All right. What's the next type of friend we all need to survive? Friends of convenience. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Friends of convenience. Um, friendships built on proximity, such as friends we make through a hobby or interest, or those who live in our neighborhood, are considered friendships of convenience. You may see these friends more often than your close friends due to proximity and shared interests. Is that like friends you meet in college? I think I, that is one of them. Would that that would be considered one that would fall under that friends you meet in college friends you meet at the gym friends you meet yeah um, study groups study groups going to you know playing at the park because you yes. know right here this park they have a lot of um activities that they do mm-hmm. um my mind my mind immediately went to the friend you make in your class in college so that you can like study and like trade yeah. homework with but then after the semester's over and the final's done, you never talk to them again. Yeah. And if you see them, it's like kind of weird because it's like we were low-key besties for like an entire semester. An entire semester. And I don't know you now. I don't talk to you anymore. I feel like that's my definition of friends of convenience. It's true, though. It is true. That That's how it would apply to me. I love those. I wish. I from, too. I appreciate I wish, those. I wish those friends of convenience, as we say, would have grown more because I feel like I really enjoy um those people that i met in those spaces like mm-hmm. i like meeting people in similar spaces similar, similar hobbies you. similar interests mm-hmm. um because one like close friends and lifelong friends they are with you when you're trying to discover yourself mm-hmm. before you can discover yourself when um for us when we were not as privileged mm-hmm. as we are now um and so there's i would say a lot of insecurities there when it comes to these friends of convenience, you're doing things um, to build yourself up for your personality, um, for just I would I would say just for your own fav. What is it? I feel like friends of convenience is is very much like it's less work. It's it's all the yeah. perks of being a friend and like having a friendship, but without all the work of like this is me, this is my story, this is my deal, this is why I am the way I am. But with this, it's just like we like this. Let's enjoy it together, and that's Let's get it. To it. I think I friendship friends of convenience are very like fundamental. Like mm. you need them. No, I'm starting to think maybe I'm a friend of convenience. <gasps> oh! I'm just like going through all of these, and I'm like, am I this one? <laughs> we'll discuss at the end let me read the next one what's the next one danny the next of the five types of friendships you need to survive 
are work friends. Yes. Through Though you may lose touch after one or both of you move on to a new company, mm-hmm. work friends who understand the struggles you're facing can validate your feelings and offer a kind of support that no other friend can. Work friends keep our spirits up, validate our complaints about our job or industry, and provide much-needed predictability in our work lives. What do you Ooh. think about that? I love work friends. I love my work friends. I will say, in my type of fields, I don't think I've ever had a work friend that is of the same generation <laughs> as me. I usually only work with... Um, Older people? Millennials and boomers. Okay. And so I've never had a work friend that's been my age um, prior. I mean, a long time ago when I worked at the mall mm-hmm. um, and a bunch of them were just catty bitches. Wait, didn't one of your co-workers was at Bishop's Pumpkin Farm and she's one of your best friends now. Yeah. Yeah. We don't stay in touch as much, but um, we built a, I, we chose to build a relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Outside of work. Mm-hmm. We, um, we kind of just understood each other and we, um, like we wanted that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for work friends, it's, you have to draw that line. I think more as an adult now, like I don't try to like be buddy, buddy with your be work buddy, friends. Buddy, be, you know, um, just recently when I transferred from a new job, I had a really good work friend that I liked. Her and I, we were just really good friends at work. Like our dynamic was really well mm-hmm. um, in and outside of work. But obviously once once I left, it was like a drop. I haven't heard from her since. Right. That's but, what work friends are most of the time. Yeah. But I mean, per se, I think maybe people, maybe I sound a little conceited, but maybe they just think I'm interesting because I'm the youngest one there. Oh, I love that. But though. I'm like the youngest one there by like 10 years. Oh, shit. She They're was, probably interested. I think You're she like was, an alien. I think she was like 32. Oh, old. Just and I'm, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and same thing at my other job. But like, it's so funny because at all these jobs that I go to, and not that I switch jobs a lot, mm. but I mean, maybe I do. <laughs> but um, at my last two companies that I worked for, it was a bunch of millennial women. And they just like to ask you the most intrusive questions. I love that, though. Literally, one of them is like, so... How do you have anal sex? Like, <gasps> okay, wait a minute. <laughs> what do you do? And she's like, not she's like, person. I just don't. She's like, I just don't know. Like, I cannot. Be- no one then, person was like, that's not very work appropriate. Yeah. And then they'll like talk to me about their marriage oh, and they're that. like gay bestie this. Trying to relate to you. So I think it's funny because work friends, um, mainly women, are kind of just like let their guard down with me. And they tell me like the most juiciest things Mm -hmm. that not even my friends tell me. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That's the great thing about work friends is you can tell these people whatever you want with mostly no repercussions because it's you only see them at work. Yeah. And all you do is work together. They're not going to see your family. They're not going to meet your boyfriend. They're not going to like do all Literally. these things. You can tell them the tea. They'll be like, no, yeah, fuck him. That's what I do at work. I love it. <laughs> I love my coworkers. Are they your therapists? Low key. No, they just know everything about me. Oh my God. My coworkers are so fun. Well, I work with people who are my age and you know, they're not all my age, but yeah. most of them are my age. And like, yeah, around your age. Around my age. They're very young, relatively, you know, relative to corporate America. Yeah. They're really young. And it's so nice to just like sit back and like, you know, like the description was saying, 
bond and invalidate my feelings about work and what's yeah. going on at work but also like to just talk and like shoot the shit and like mm-hmm. say things and talk stories and like there's no repercussions because it's work friends and it's you don't have to think so serious and put so much work into it i think it that's what it is it's just easy you know you're there might as well make the best of it yeah talk your shit have fun hmm. i love work friends how do you like working with people around your age i love it i have not this is my first job where i've ever had to work with people my age and the conversations are just not only more fun but and not all of it not everyone is my age i want to say like three or four of my coworkers are my age and then everybody else is like 10 years older than me Mm. but they're still like so young-minded like they're hip and cool 30 year olds like they're fun yeah no mine are all like middle class women live in the valley (laughs) and they just want to know everything about me they're like what do you mean you went out to the bar on a wednesday you don't have to do you don't have to have dinner like you you didn't eat today what do you mean you had an americano and that was it oh my god that's my favorite whenever because there's the 10 year gap between half of my coworkers. i love talking like gen z and like telling them what it's like And and giving them the lingo Oh, yeah. Just like even like the the trends, like I'm telling them what's trendy right now, what's going on, you know, what Gen Z's talking about, what TikTokers we're talking about. It's just a fun experience. And it's not you don't have to put effort into it. You just do it. I think that's the best part about it. But I did have experience working with people who are older when I worked at Big Five. I remember one of my coworkers, she was like 10, 15 years older than me yeah. and she had a child and she would talk to me about like her custody battle. I love over that. Over her kid. And I was all in it. No, because why are like meeting white people like the most interesting <laughs> fucking stories ever? <laughs> it was like because. tell me why your grandma took you off the wheel. No, literally. <laughs> I love like 30, 40 year old drama. Like their drama is so much better than our drama. Like, it's actual yeah, drama. No, it's it actual shit going down. And I think it's so much more entertaining. Maybe because I haven't reached that point in my life. So I think it's funny. Yep. I love that. Okay. On to the next chapter. We got sidetracked. Sorry. That was a good we one. We love our coworkers. That was a good one. <laughs> uh, same chapter of life friends. Ooh. I like this. Um, as we move through different phases of life, it's important to be supported by others who are experiencing the same struggle simultaneously. Hmm. Whether you're prepping for the AC- SAT Pregnant with your first child or getting divorced, oh we need friends who can support us and inspire us as they navigate through the same challenges. Uh, we learn from their mistakes and successes, and we feel that this kind of friend is uniquely invested in helping us navigate this chapter of life. Ooh. Ooh. Let's give an example. Real life examples. Can you think of any same chapter of life friends? Hmm. I think for me in high school, I was in a bunch of AP classes, a bunch of like clubs. Yeah. And those were relatively the same groups of people. Like it was all the same, like 20 people, I want to say. And I think it was, they were all like same chapter of life friends, not all of them, but most of them. It's like, we're all here. We're all taking the SAT. We're all doing college applications. We're all stressing about AP tests. Like it was bonding over that struggle. Well, I would say not just that, but high school friends. Ooh. That's a chapter of life. Same chapter of life friends. College friends is a chapter of life. Oh, yeah. Outside of college, you decide whether you still want to be friends with these people. Absolutely. The, we are going to spaces that connect us, literally mm-hmm. connect us together mm-hmm. in high school and in college. And then outside of college or in the real world, mm-hmm. I would say even like work friends, like those are kind of chapters in life because... 
usually you're not staying with the same company. No. So I, I would consider that. What do you think about that? Same chapter of life, friends. Yeah, I would agree. Like it, it's. They use the example of like the SATs pregnant, being pregnant divorced. or divorce. Hmm. I feel like that would be like, I would categorize those as people who are like your close friends. Usually your close friends are going to be with you through all of that. No. Yeah. I wonder, yeah, I'm like, do people, do, have I ever made a friend in response to a circumstance that I was in? Yes. A thousand percent, but I can't think of an instance. I don't, I can't think of anything right now, but I think maybe because we have not hit that era Time or that in chapter life. in yeah. our lives. Because that what I really can think about is like college friends and high school friends. But at the same time. That's all the life we've lived. Are those same chapter of life friends or are those i'm asking this or are those um like friends of convenience lifelong friends what is that yeah so i'm a little bit confused about this one i think um we haven't hit that chapter i don't think there's you mean to tell me you have specific friends for for certain struggles for certain struggles i have i have different friends for different events sure i would say that but i wouldn't say um different chapters of my life no i think i filter out friends in every next chapter of my life i think right now we confide in our close friends yeah for struggles Hmm. because you know maybe when you're older when you're older do you get like a lot of friends like do people have a lot of friends or different groups of friends when my mom does does she my mom has a lot of friends really do do they you think they would fit into all five of these my mother would fit and all of them and write her own book. Oh, my God. She is a friendly girl. She has so much friends. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know how she does it. Damn. Growing up, when I lived with her, we would have jam-packed weekends every weekend. We'd go to, like, three parties <laughs> on Saturday and three parties on Sunday. Oh, no. My mom had to show her face. Really? I hated it. Maybe that's why I don't like having friends. <laughs> <laughs> so would you say your mom is like a lifelong friend? I would say yes. I would say definitely my mom is a lifelong friend. One, because she's always lived in the same town. Mm. And she still lives in the same town. So she knows a lot of people back from when they were young in high school and mm-hmm. many chapters in her life. Mm-hmm. I think if we were to bring on older guests such as our moms, I think they would be able to describe chapters in their life as actual chapters yeah so now that we've reviewed all the five types of friendships we all need to survive what do you think you most resonate with like who do you think what kind of friend who do you think think i am yeah like which one do i think i am i'm gonna bounce between a close friend and a lifelong friend Hmm. for you yeah i think the kind of friend that i am or that I i would like to be lifelong friend i don't like that definition yeah known since childhood sense of comfort because we've known each other for so long i don't think that matters like i think lifelong friend is anybody that really knows you Mm -hmm. knows how you've been brought up you know knows everything about you and is there for the long run yeah you know it's not like a friend of convenience or like a a close friend of the moment or my current close friend it's like lifelong friends are always going to be there for you no matter what they don't need to be super high maintenance all the time i think that's me. I think I'm a lifelong friend. Ooh. I would consider myself either a close friend or a friend of convenience, honestly. Elaborate, please. Um, I would say there are very, it's like I said, a very small amount of people where I actually dedicate myself to. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to say dedicate because they don't. Prioritize? Sure. Let's put it that okay. way. And by prioritize, I mean maybe like 30, 40%. Uh-huh. 
But I would say for majority of my friendships, I am a friend of convenience. Mm. That's what I would say. Like, let's. I'm the friend you call, like, if you want to do a hobby, if you want to go, you know, do an activity, if you need right. something done. Um, I would say that's me. Does that fall under that category? I think so. Friendships build on proximity, such as friends we make through a hobby or interest or those who live yes. in our neighborhood. That's yes. you. Because it's low maintenance. Very low maintenance. If yeah. I, you know what I'm saying? No, yeah. So I would consider myself... Um, with the majority of people, friends of convenience. I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. And then very small people, I would consider myself close friends. That's good, though. You don't want to have too many close friends. I don't want to have too many friends. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what the general consensus is. Like, how many friends do you think the average person has? Because you know that saying people say, like, if you have too many friends, like, none of them are your real friends. But if you have, like, a good three or four people, like, yeah. you're, you know, they're good friends or genuine friends. What do you think about that? Do you agree with that? Do you think people who have a lot of friends don't have any real friends? Or is it possible? Well, I will say, for my part, I do have quite a few friends. However, I would say out of, let's say, eight, I would say maybe two know me well. Really? Yeah. Am I one of them? No. Really? I feel like I know a lot about you. You do know a lot about me, but I would say you probably know like 60%. I would actually say, I would say you're runner up. Period. I would I'll say you're runner up. I'll take it. I would say, and even my boyfriend says, there's only, out of all your friends, I only see one friend that I actually think it like knows you well. Mm -hmm. But he was also my roommate. Oh. And we've been best friends since fucking yeah. for like four years. Right, 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 right. And you know, he lived the struggles with me. Mm -hmm. But I would say you're runner up. Period. I'll what take about it. you? What do you think about that? Um, I think that in some I think it's situational. I think in some aspects, yeah, a lot of people who surround themselves with a lot of people, a lot yeah. of friends, are they all gonna be genuine? Probably not. No. To be honest. I think I think that's how I operate. I don't think I have a huge amount of friends. I no. have friends, but all of them mean very much to me. Mm -hmm. And maybe that's just my way of loving and my way of like caring for my friends. Like there's not one friend in my circle that's like a half-assed friend or like any of those other type of friends. Like all of the friends in my life are I consider them to be lifelong friends. Like I would want them to be in my life forever. Am I a half-assed friend? No. Am I a low-maintenance friend? No, I don't think so. I see you more than anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Am I a friend of convenience because we live close? We've been friends for so long. Period. We went, when I lived far away, we were still friends. Yeah, that's true. So I don't think so. It's true because you do, you do give your all to your friends and vice versa. Yeah, I think we balance each other out that yeah. way because you're low maintenance friend and I'm a very hands on friend. Like, I think it balances out. Oh, I'm hands on, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Just not emotionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll decorate your house for your birthday. You're going to. Period. That's the plan. <laughs> Anyways, so that wraps up. I'm a friend of convenience and a close friend. And you said you're a lifelong friend. Definitely. Audience, let us know what you think. Break it down for Did us. Did you learn something? This is really know. interesting. Yeah. I let us know what you think you are. One, two. Let us know if you are one of our close friends or distant friends. Let us know what you think about that. 
They're going to be like, they're fucking liars. They're bitchy friends. We hate them. They're backstabbers. I can't wait to hear from you guys. But <laughs> let us know what you guys thought about that. That was really informational. I um, I have never heard of this. Like, I love that. No, I love that. Five I, types of different friends. That's super fun. Now I'm going to think about it every time I meet somebody. No, literally, I'm going to reevaluate every person I've ever met in my life. And I'm like, why are we not lifelong friends right now? Was it because they were a friend of convenience? Was it because they were, you know, a same chapter of life friend? Like, yeah. what was the deal there? So now that we concluded, I was going to move to the next segment. But before we do, I'm stalling. out of all the five, which one would you say is your favorite? My favorite type of friend? Yeah. Ooh, that's a good one. Yeah. I honestly think right now in my current stage of life, my favorite type of friend. And this is not to say that yeah. I like these friends over other friends. I'm just saying that this type of friend is really bringing me joy right now. My work friends. I believe it. I work friends are so funny. They're I so love interesting. It. I love going to work. I, I barely go into the office, but when I do, like it is the best time. I love my work friends. For me, I would say friends of convenience. Yeah. Okay, I bet it's really nice for you. Huh? For me, I would say <laughs> friends of convenience because it's literally like, okay, well, let's get together randomly. No, literally. Or let's do some, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's no strings attached. I, I, that's the best part. I think work friends and, and the... Um, Maybe, yeah. It's the same friends kind of Friends of convenience, deal. yeah. You don't have to think too hard about it. You don't have to maintain anything. You yeah. just show up and have a great time. I love that. I love that. Anyways, that was our segment. I hope you guys really enjoyed that. I loved um, it. On to the next segment. Um, this is the friends <laughs> to foes stories. <laughs> so we're about to get real into detail. The friends to foes segment... Uh, we're basically going to be giving you guys a little bit of scoop about friendship stories that happen to just crumble and go bad. And we're going to get a little bit personal and we hope you guys enjoy these next few stories. Danielle, start us off. I what is your friend to foe stories? Ugh, I literally have like a pit in my stomach right now talking about do this. You? I really do. Do you not want to talk about it? No, I definitely. I, I'm okay with I'm going to talk about it. It needs to happen. All right. I just think I haven't fully healed from this. Yes. So this let's do it. Let's do some healing right now. Oh, bitch. <laughs> okay. I don't think I'm gonna help you heal, but no, bitch. You, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I was hyping you up the whole time this happened. Go ahead. Okay. Um, should I do a code name? Cause yeah, let's do code names. Okay. What should we call her? Jane Doe, John Doe. Okay. You know what? We'll keep it simple. We're going to rename this old friend of mine, Jane. Jane, Jane Doe. Jane. All right. Jane Doe to <laughs> oh, Let's Let me get into the story get before we it. get to that. So <clears throat> let me sit up straight. I'm Sorry. really nervous. Okay. Jane. I met Jane freshman year of high school volleyball tryouts. Ooh. We, she was new to the school. She didn't go to the middle school, so mm. she didn't know many people at the high school. Yeah. And I was trying out to vo for volleyball, and I don't think any of my freshman friends, people that I had known, were trying out for volleyball. So I didn't really have friends during tryouts, and she didn't either. So I remember we looked, I remember the moment I met her, I, we looked at each other, and we were like, kind of gave us that look like, let's be partners, like to warm up, because everyone yeah. was warming up, and we had a partner up. And mm -hmm. I was like, let's be partners. Let's, let's just be partners. I and like that. that's how our friendship started. We played volleyball together. And freshman year, I was kind of, you know, freshman year of high school, you're kind of like figuring out what friend group you want to yeah. be in. Like your middle school group kind of crumbles apart because they yeah. go to different high schools. So you have to find new friends um, freshman year. So that's what I did. And me and Jane were best, best friends 
freshman year. Like that's where it started. Like Mm -hmm. I would go over to her house. She would come over to my house. Like we would talk about everything. We would have lunch together. We were best friends. We did sports together. Yeah, I remember that. You know, we went through boy boy crushes together. She was there when I was dating this this guy together. Like John. John. <laughs> John Doe. John Doe, my freshman boyfriend at the time. Yeah. So me and Jane were inseparable be- best friends. Like we didn't have any other friends besides each other. Mm-hmm. We had like friends of convenience and all of those things, but we were close friends at yeah. that point. Um so that would, was freshman year. Would you say that she was probably your closest friend? Absolutely. Ev- ever? She ever? Oof. No, at this point, no, because okay. I've had friends that are ten years in. I, I was only friends with her for about three years. Okay. Two and a half, three. Continue. Half, yeah. Sorry. So, me and Jane were best friends freshman, sophomore year. Um, junior year is where it gets a little, a little rickety, a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Um. Something happened. So I was dating this guy on and off and we broke up and I was very heartbroken about it. Yeah. And I confided in Jane. Was this junior year? This was junior year. Okay. So but I was still there. Yeah, you were. Oh, yeah, you were. <laughs> so this was junior year and I was confiding in Jane. Like it was just, you know, toxic, stupid high school relationship. Yeah. Basically, I'm going to give you the gist of it. Break it down for us. Really? You want details? Rip, rip it off. Break <laughs> it down for us. This is a lo- This is a long story. It's a lot. There's a lot of aspects that go into it, but basically what happened is I broke up with this guy. Oh, I didn't break up with him. He broke up with me. Mm-hmm. I got my heart broken by this guy. I confided in Jane and she, you know, would constantly tell me like, you don't need this guy. Like you're some, you need someone better than this. Like yeah. he's awful to you. Like, don't go back to him. Don't be dumb. Like, And I needed to hear those things like, you know, I was a little 16 year old girl. Like it was my first relationship, whatever. Stupid high school relationship. The point is that Jane was supposed to be there for me and she was. She was there for me during that time. Um, Sometime around the end of junior year, like the middle of junior year. Yeah. I noticed that she was kind of growing distant. So she during lunch, we wouldn't eat lunch together. She would go to the library and read. And I was like, okay, like maybe she's in her grind era. Like I'm gonna let her do her thing. Like, yeah. And at that point I did have like other friends from other things like mm-hmm. tennis and ASB. Like I had other types of friends. I was like, yeah, like if you want to, you know, grind and do your thing, like I'm not going to be that weird friend who's like, no, you have to eat lunch with me. Yeah. Um, so she started to grow more distant junior year is what I'm trying to say. She grows distant and I start to grow distant as well okay because i'm i don't want to say like skeptical of our friendship or what's going on but i'm just like i think it's almost natural i think i was just guarding myself i was yeah. like what's about to I, I think my subconscious knew something was about to go down because mm. everything started changing and it changed so quickly what it do you mean changed, by that like we were best friends and we were buddy buddy and you know we would always be together i feel 24 7 okay. and then the next week automatically like you know, we weren't seeing each other as much. She wasn't texting me as much. You know, I couldn't confide in her as much. Um, and it was just really, really fast. It was really fast. And at that point, I think my subconscious was like, something's about to go down. Yeah. You need to get ready. You need to guard yourself. You need to prepare for sh- the shit to h- hit the fan. So I naturally just let it go. I was like, yeah, like, you know, I'm going to let it do its thing. Um, but we were still very much friends. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say that we were broke off or anything. Nothing weird happened. We just weren't as clo- close as mm-hmm. friends anymore. So then 
um, Valentine's Day rolls around. This is the one instance. And she posts like on her Snapchat story that she gets like that she got these presents for Valentine's Day. Mm. And being her best friend, I was like, girl, like, who is this? Like, who sent you this? I have no idea because she didn't tell me anything. And like, I was like, who is this? Like, who is this guy? You haven't told me anything. I don't know about any guy. Like, do I know this person? Like, where'd you get Valentine's Day gifts from? And she was very vague about it. She was like, oh, like I got it from, you know, this this guy who goes to school in Sutter High School, which is like yeah. 30 minutes away from our high school. 30 minutes away in the Yeehaw. Yeah, in the middle of nowhere. She was like, oh, yeah, he doesn't really have social media. And I was like, okay, well, that's, that's strange. Like, she's not going to... She left out all the detail. That was yeah. literally all she said. And I was like, okay, sure, whatever. Maybe you want it to be a private thing because that's the type of person you are with boys. Sure, I'm going to let that happen. Jane also dated one of my friends. Oh, yeah. So I know a little bit about her and how she is in relationships. I don't. I don't know anything. Well, how she was in that relationship. But anyways, go on, continue. You were saying. Yeah. So the Valentine's Snapchat happened and she was really vague about it. And I was like, okay, girl, like no big deal. I start playing games in my mind. I'm like, out of nowhere, this thought comes to me. What if Jane is... The guy that Jane's not talking about is yeah. my ex-boyfriend, John. Ooh, girl. I, and I think I'm just insane because I'm not going to lie. Like freshman, sophomore year and a little bit of junior year, there were like little things where she would say something and it would, you know, be about my boyfriend at the time. Really? Like what? <sighs> she just said like somebody who looked really similar to him was her type. And I was like, oh, you mean like John? And she's like, what? No. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but, you know. Wait, who did she say was cute? Ew, that's disgusting. Yeah. And I was like, huh, he kind of looks like John. And she was like, what? No. That's gross. Yeah. Anyway. And then there was just a bunch of little weird things. Yeah. But I was also insecure at the time, so I could have been misreading it. But at the time, I read it as, this bitch was my man. But I always brush it off as like, I'm just insecure because that's all my boyfriend at the time ever told me. Mm -hmm. He was like, you're just crazy. You're insecure. It's no big deal. Huh? So I was like, yeah, like, I think I'm just crazy. And I remember voicing these thoughts. Like, I think the the guy that Jane's seeing right now is John. But, and I told my friends about it, my other friends about yeah. it. And they were like, you're crazy. Like, she's your best friend. Like, that would never happen. You're crazy. You're crazy. I, did you tell me? I don't. I don't. Know. I don't think you did because I would have believed you. No, I. I told. Um, and they. Because I would have. I would have definitely. I would have been like, yeah. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> I see it. I've always seen it. But really? anyways, continue, continue. Okay. So they were like, "No, you're crazy. You're crazy." And I was like, "Yeah, you're right. Like she is my best friend. Like you know, she can do these things and f flirt here and there and say stuff like that. But she would never do that. She would never go that far. Like that's actually huh. crazy. Um, but." <laughs> I remember things were getting pretty distant between us. Like, I think tensions were heating up between us as well. Like, we got into not beefs or fights, but like there would be things where we would like bicker with each other. Yeah. And I was like, huh, this is new. And I think maybe like thinking about it, I've thought about this entire situation so many times and I've reflected on it. And I think that she was doing that to prepare our friendship to depart ways. Yeah. I think she was slowly distancing herself, Purposely slowly bickering, it. like, to let it start drifting. Yeah. Um, so I remember when, I don't know the exact moment of where I was, but I remember 
actually texted me and he said, hey, the softball team saw Jane and John together at Panda Express in Marysville. <gasps> and I was, I remember receiving that test and I was like, oh no way. My God. I was like, no, like, that's not true. Like, show me proof. I was like, who told you this? And he was like, oh, like, told me this, but like the entire softball team was there too. Like, and I was like, okay. And in my mind, I was like, they must've seen the wrong people. But I was like, all of those people saw the wrong people. And I was like, there's, I really truly did not believe it. I said, there's no freaking way. That's horrible. Yeah. I, I was just like, I didn't believe it. I genuinely, like, I felt no type of way. Cause I was like, there's no way someone restored the situation. Somebody's trying to cause drama. Like, no, it's, it's not real. Right. Uh-huh. Um, my, my thoughts were proven wrong the next day when Jane didn't say anything, didn't come up to me, didn't do anything. And I was like, oh shit. Like she was going out of her way to ignore me for the first yeah. time ever. Like I had, I didn't talk to her. She didn't talk to me. She didn't look at me. And I was like, why would she do this if she wasn't freaking guilty? Like she didn't say a thing to me, totally ignored me. And I never yeah. said anything to her. I would like give her looks maybe, but I don't remember it ever being, you know, there was no like, you know, switching of words. There was no like conversation. She just started ignoring me. And that's in my mind where I was kind of like, oh, this is real. Like this is, this is, this has to be real. Cause why would she act all guilty and, you know, ignore me and, and distance herself from me? Bitches are weird. If it wasn't, right? Yes. So at that point I had confided in another friend of mine and I was like, so is, what's going on? <laughs> I was like, do you know something I don't? Like, what's happening here? Yeah. Uh, am I stupid? Like, this person has told me this. I already thought this, but you said I was crazy. Like, what the fuck is going on here? And I said, there's no way that this is a lie. Because at that point, I had reconfirmed with my source so many times. I yeah. was like, is this real? Is this real? And to be honest, I should have just went to her at first. But I was, you know, 17, 16 or 17 at the time. I was hurt. I was confused. Yeah. I genuinely had no idea how to handle the situation. And maybe she didn't either. But the it came to an end because... Well, it sounds like she apparently thought she knew how to handle the situation. Maybe. I mean, for a 16-year-old yeah. at the time, maybe mm -hmm. that was what she thought was best. And I was doing what I thought was best, which was not the best thing to do. But... The what had happened was my friend, she told Jane, she said, you need to talk to Danielle and tell her the truth or I will or I will go to her and tell her what's going on for you because she needs to hear it from you. And so did this friend already know? I think everybody knew, but I was in denial. I was like, I'm not going to believe it or do anything about it or confirm it in my mind until I hear it from her hmm. because at that point everything had already gone around and people yeah. were buzzing, but I, I just refused. I was like, yeah. I, it wasn't real. It honestly was not real until I, I wanted to hear it from her, my best friend, you know, I wanted to hear it from her. So she said, you need to tell her by, you know, the end of this class, which was third period trigonometry. Oh I my God. I remember I was triggered. <laughs> I'm triggered every single time I see the classroom. I'm triggered. <laughs> so... At the end of, it was the middle of class, and she was like, hey, like, after class, can I talk to you? And I was like, yeah, sure, yeah, let's, let's do it. Let's do it. So after class, um, she comes up to me, and she's like, so I heard you were um, talking shit. And I said, <gasps> and then after she said that, I kind of lost my mind. I said, yeah, I was talking shit. 
because everybody's going around telling me all these things. There's these rumors going around. You've been ignoring me Period. and I'm left for nothing. Like I have no idea what to, what to think. You haven't said anything to me. Like, yeah, I am talking shit because you're not telling me anything. What's going on? And she was automatically in defense mode. Yeah. She said, well, you had done this to me in the past and this is what was going on. And like you were already doing this. Like, I don't it, it's not that big of a deal. And I was like, she was just making excuses. And honestly, I don't remember what she said because I was like so red. red with rage. I yeah. couldn't hear what she was saying after like she started with that. And then after I had said, yeah, I was talking shit and there was no, you know, sympathy there was no empathy there there was no like oh my god i'm so sorry or oh my god i did wrong or you know you got it all wrong it was well well but it was you know you should have hit her <laughs> you're lucky i wasn't there i would have hit her for you there was a lot of excuses and i honestly don't remember a word she said to me i just remember she just kept talking and i cut her off and i was like is it true or not like are you are yeah. you talking are you dating like is it true or not? Just tell me right now. That's all I need to know. And she said, yeah, it is. And I said, okay, that's all I need to know. We're done. And she said, we're done. And I said, yeah, we're, we're done. And that was the last thing you've ever said to her. No, I, I had a few words with her after, but that was the last thing that was said to end our friendship. Uh huh. It was, we're done. And she just looked super confused. Yeah. And then she just walked away with a smile on her face. And I was like, okay. Like with a smile on her face. She was just like, we're done. We're done. Yeah. Ugh. So it was like, I, that was the end of the friendship. And from there was a very, uh, turbulent, tumultuous rest of junior year it and was. senior year. I remember that. Yeah. It was God awful. And honestly, I don't have any type of feeling about the whole boyfriend situation. Mm. It was a stupid high school relationship. I more so have like, feeling about the friendship and that whole ordeal more than anything yeah like you can just throw this friendship away for some guy who was known to be a whore not even a good guy not I mean. even a good one <laughs> a rapper on the side a soundcloud rapper i i honestly just i don't think i've truly healed from that i honestly still have dreams i literally still have dreams where like we're making up or we're fighting Aww. or it's like happening again. It's horrible. I, I need to go therapy, but it's, it's the weirdest thing because deep in my mind, I always think like, what would it have been like if that didn't happen? If we were still if friends. If me and Jane, like, cause she got into the same college, she got one into, into one of the same colleges I had. I always think like, what would happen if we went to the same college and like, we were still best friends. Like, what would that have been like? You know, would it have happened eventually? Mm -hmm. What our two colors would have shown eventually? Cause I mean, that's hidden in somebody for, for yeah. somebody to do something like that. It's that was always there. That wasn't a situational thing. I feel people have told me like to make me feel better about this. That was going to happen regard like at some point, like Probably. something like that was going to happen because that's the type of friend she was at the, you know, maybe she's grown from that. I don't know. But at that time, she, that was the type of friend she was, you know, that's how she dealt with that situation and you're but better that, off. Without yeah. It. But that tells a lot. Yeah. But we <laughs> we had a really rough senior year together. We still played volleyball together and it was pretty nasty. She, oh my God. And the worst part is like the entire time I was just hoping for like some kind of reconciliation. Even Joe, what, what, what was it? Jane and John. John. Even John had reached out and he was like, I'm so sorry. Like, 
you know, I, not that it mattered because yeah. I wasn't looking for validation. He doesn't owe me anything. I wasn't looking yeah. for validation at, at any You already knew him. he was a piece of shit. Yeah, I said, well, you can do whatever you want, but my best friend would never fold like that. Yeah. So when he told me, when he was like apologizing, I was like, whatever, dude, like, don't need this from you. Yeah. But I was always looking for something from her. Like, I don't care for it to this day. I think what happened happened and it's, it is what it is, but it's during, especially during high school. Yeah. All I wanted was for things to go back to normal and it was way past yeah. that. It was like damage had been done. It's not going to happen. Like, do you remember when we did every 15 minutes? Barely. Okay. Well, <laughs> I was on the committee. Jane was on the committee. You were on the committee. Yeah. Remember that? But we I were, didn't, I didn't pick Jane. I didn't either. She was, I forgot who picked her. It was, I was one of the executive producers on every 15 minutes. Right. And you were my first pick. Period. Duh. <laughs> Um, but she was not on my first pick, but being that I was the executive producer, I couldn't pick favorites. Mm -hmm. So go ahead. Continue. You were saying during that every 15 minutes, I, every 15 minutes, it was like short. I want to say like two, three, four months after the original blow up had happened. Every 15 minutes had happened. So I was, um, you know, still, very much healing from that yeah still it was still very fresh and very new so during that it was a very intimate kind of group and it was a very intimate group i think there was only like 10 of us on the on the team on the production team and we had to be very close-knit um we had to be like a family we were literally like like we slept like in the auditorium together yeah and bonded like we all cried together we had to bond so it was honestly i remember during every 15 minutes thinking that that would be the turning point of me and Jane like slowly trying to become friends yeah but I knew in my mind I was too angry and hurt to ever be friends with her but during that every 15 minutes I was like we could become friends and I was so close to like saying something to her so so close to being like you know what fuck it let's put it all behind us like forget about all this I don't even care like wow that's amazing I was so close to it but my petty ass was like no no, 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 no. No, I remember you, well, majority of junior year and senior year, you were just like, I don't want to say filled with rage, but like there were, you out, you were really catty. I was a different person. Yeah. It, it changed, it definitely like changed how I, you know, was on the outside and how I perceived myself and how I carried myself. Like yeah. after that all happened, I felt like I you needed. You were a mean girl. Yeah, low-key. But you had to be. You had to be. I felt like I needed to. Because if it was me, I would have just beat her ass on the spot and called it a day. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But it didn't yeah. get any better. No. It didn't get any better. Sorry, you were saying. Um, But yeah, I mean, that was... I think that's the only friend or foe... Like, friend to foe story I've ever had. Like, I've had catty friends here and there. But yeah. the thing about this one is I was... You know, I actually... She was a very good friend to me. And yeah. we were very good friends. Like, we were best friends. We only had each other. And um, I don't know. That was just a very scary crazy thing that has only happened to me once and I hope never happened again but like I just can't believe it sometimes and I don't think I've truly healed from that I can't believe it yeah I can't believe that because she was very childish throughout that whole process yeah I'll agree (laughs) yeah and then you guys did she bring your parents in did you get because I know your parents got involved and I know your stepmother was like ride or die for you um, at some point I remember being in the office and you coming in and I think picking up a packet cause you weren't like, coming to school or something. Right. There was honestly a lot of stuff that happened as residual 
from yeah. this whole ordeal that Because I think she went and like confessed to your parents about all the things you were doing, correct? Something had happened. Not it, that you were doing anything bad, but you were just doing whatever every teenager was doing. Yeah. For the time, it, it was awful, but it, it's nothing crazy. I wasn't doing cocaine. I wasn't selling my body. I was yeah, smoking weed and like drinking alcohol. Not like the bitches across the bridge. Right. It was chill. But it was... Um, I honestly don't know. And of course, there's two sides of every story. But luckily for our listeners, my story is the correct one. It's yeah, the truth. Maybe so. we'll get her on for season two. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to fly her out from Oklahoma. But yeah, that's my friend or foe story. It's, you know, it was, a, we were 16 at the time. Yeah. You know, I don't hold any resentment to this day. I just think I need to heal from that. because You need closure. I, I don't care for closure. I just need to learn how to process it and yeah. get over it. That's horrible. That's a very traumatic experience. <clears throat> yeah, but I'm not going to act all innocent either. Like, I was a bitch. I mm. was really petty and I let her have it. Um... After everything went down, like you said, I was filled with absolute rage and I don't know who I became. It was, I almost want to say I would see her cry sometimes too. Her? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, that was my goal. Because you, because you literally outed, not outed her, but like cornered her because everybody was Danielle's friend. Yeah. And she had to make new friends because you literally took all of the friends that you guys had shared. Yeah. And I remember her having like one or two friends and that was, that was it. Like out Mm -hmm. of a lot of people, a lot of people did not like her. Yeah. A lot of people stopped talking to her. Right. I kept it cordial with her. You did. I remember you were mad. You were like, bitch. That's the thing. I was, like you said, like great, completely angry and just a bitch for the rest of high school. And I would agree anybody who associated with her or mm. was friendly to her, anybody who talked to her in a not mean way, boom, I done. would cut off. I'd be angry with them. You're done. Yeah. And, you know, that was just my way of dealing with what had happened. But I would have done the same, honestly. Really? I would have done the same. I don't think you're in the wrong at all. I think you experienced a very traumatic experience. I probably would not have been able to handle it the way you have. I probably would have, like, fucked her up every time i'd see her (laughs) you know i'm sorry but yeah it was really hard it was um oh my god cry for me it was so hard no it was i was a petty bitch and i handled it i honestly like it it was not a great experience but it wasn't the fucking worst experience of my life like yeah it was fun and games (laughs) you're you are also, what, you're the oldest of your siblings and she's the youngest of her siblings. Yeah. So that says a lot. We handle those two situations differently. Let's just and say I cried once and I never did again. Yeah. And now you live here in LA and she lives in the middle of nowhere. I wish her well. I. No, you don't. <laughs> it's okay. Look, I'm, I'm we're I grown. wish you well in hell. <laughs> <laughs> we're grown now. You know, she you're has grown, her own life. You're grown now. Okay. You can't say the same. I'm grown, and I would like to say that I hold no resentment towards her. We were children. Period. She's not even in your tax bracket. Oh. That's why you don't hold no resentment. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that, that's my side of the story. I'm sure that others have other sides of the story. But this is my podcast. This is our podcast. Yeah. This is half my show. This so is how we're going to fucking say that's it. That's my side of the story, whether you like it or not. If you want to say your side, start your own fucking podcast. <gasps> Damn. Mike, drop. All right. Your well, turn. <laughs> I love that. I love that. I will say I did support you throughout the whole time. Absolutely. Um, 
I kept it cordial, obviously, because I was president throughout the time that I was there. I can but, respect it now. But I but I definitely agreed. Yeah. Um, I think you expected me to be a catty bitch. I did. As I was. Low key, I, I did. And I was sometimes. But you know what? At the end of the day, here we are now, you and I. Yeah. So, I mean, at least you, I hope you know now whose side I was on. No, I, I can definitely, like, as a grown-up, I can be like, it. it's an awful thing to be like, if you're not a bitch to her, then you're not my friend. Yeah. That's just not fair and not the the grown-up thing to do. But, you know, as a 17-year-old who was hurt, I was, it was like, fuck everybody who doesn't yeah, say Danny at prom. But... <gasps> oh my god i remember that didn't they root didn't she win prom king prom prom queen and they were rooting for you after they crowned her mm-hmm. i didn't start it everybody was rooting for you after they um announced her prom queen yeah they that's like chanted. some carry shit they literally started chanting my name i didn't participate i didn't start it so don't be fucking like danielle you're a mean girl you're a bitch like this is you're a bully i, I didn't do shit okay I didn't even stand up. I didn't wave. I didn't entertain it. I literally ducked my head down, looked at my date, and was like, what the fuck? Mm. What do I do? Period. But I did interrupt their dance halfway through with me and my date. I dragged him to the dance floor and said, shoot, let me get in on this first dance. <gasps> you did not. I did. Oh, my God. You're so I was catty. a mean girl. I don't think I was a bully. I think it was, you know, a hurt girl. It was a hurt girl reacting to a situation that okay, happened. it happens yeah. bitch <laughs> you know what i don't care you can call me a bitch for it i don't care you go through it and tell me how you react to it oh no i would have beat her ass yeah Day exactly one. i would have beat her ass how she moved schools but that's just me <laughs> like my sister she beat bitches ass and they move schools so it would have been very different if i was like your sister you should have told me i would have had my sister go handle it oh no she would have for practice no she would have rocked her Oh my god. Anyways. Your well turn. thank you thank you for your story, Danielle. Ah. Well, that was a mouthful. <sighs> let's let's get on to it. Okay. Um my friends to foe story, I will say, um, when it comes to my friends, I don't think I've really had any bad experiences. Usually, like I said, if people who people can't dedicate themselves to me mm-hmm. and so I don't really expect it. But I'm gonna say um it's a story about me and his we're gonna say his name is his name is mike 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 so um i was friends i would say best friends with mike Mm -hmm. would you say i was best friends with mike throughout all of high school yeah would you you say he was my best friend because i had a few you did have a few but i would say he was top three for sure yeah top three but not three but not when or <laughs> two anyways um yeah so me and mike were best friends throughout all of high school Definitely. and it was just i think it's so funny because now that i talk to people and especially one of my best friends now when he tells me he's like when i found out that you guys were friends i thought it was so weird i'm gonna agree with that statement i he just told me this recently a friend of mine and he's like when i found out that you guys were friends i just thought it was so interesting like mm-hmm. you guys are very different very different. like very different right. and it was so weird to mm-hmm. see you guys be friends mm-hmm. and interact and but i'm like for me i'm like i feel like i have a lot of friends like that mm-hmm. i have a lot of friends who are just very different than me yeah um uh, that's but a good we, thing though but we, yeah but we are very different mm-hmm. like we oh had, i know we had different upbringings different experiences yes. Yes. um like different morals passed down to us Mm -hmm. um so 
we everybody just like he was i will say throughout that friendship he probably was one of the only few people who genuinely um was very genuine to me like genuine like me for being me Mm -hmm. um and if i wanted to express my individuality or if i wanted to do something different he would support it Mm -hmm. as opposed to other best friends per se that i had Mm -hmm. in high school um who would think that it's very off or it's very weird um or even fruity i'm gonna say yep say Um, it yeah so he was one of the few friends that would encourage me to allow me to be, you know, that very. Be yourself. Be yourself. Growing into yourself. Yeah. And so I really enjoyed it. However, this person did not have a lot of drive um, within their own direction and their own path. Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed that a lot of my friend, not a lot of them, but a, a, a close a group of friends that I had did not have a drive for direction like they we're not really looking ahead. anything ahead in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and this person was one of them. So um, I will say we kind of graduated and then lost touch. But I think that was on my end. Like sure. I, pur- I purposely did not talk to a lot of the people when, when I moved. when I moved. Yeah. You remember like I went in like kind of like I, this, do. I don't want to say a hole, but I kind of just went black and I just kind of did not talk to a lot of people from back yeah. home. Um, and then eventually I rekindled friendships and for the next three years, we would just talk here and there. And then finally, eventually, um, my junior year of college, um, I was noticing that this friend just was not doing well. Like they were getting kicked out of their family house. Mm -hmm. They were, um, living couch to couch and basically like it was just not there was nothing good going on for them yeah um and for me i'm very much a helper like for my friends if you're yeah Mm -hmm. if you are um in a tough spot i'm gonna help you figure out a way uh, to get out of it and so i kind of took a leap of faith Mm -hmm. and i was like well you know i'm moving into an apartment if you would like to be come and live with me in la in la Mm -hmm. um we can be open to that. And we agreed to that and they were very excited. Mike started, you know, being very prepared, doing everything as I would say. And that was kind of our relationship. I would tell him what to do and he would automatically do it without any questions. He trusts asked. your word. He trusted my word to a hundred percent. And so um, he and then him and my other best friend, Th- that one also decided he wanted to move over you here. You were taking in puppies. I was taking in puppies. He wanted to move over here as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, and they were kind of close. They were, we were all in the same group, but something had happened to where um, they got into a little bicker mm-hmm. and they neither, they both said, well, I'm not moving in if he's moving in. Oh, Jesus. So they kind of worked it out. Um, but Mike had moved in first and I was going to CSUN and he was not really doing anything. I think I let him know that if you're going to be living here, you have to get a job. You have to be at, like an active member of society. <laughs> yeah. I let him know, you know, it was, like, it was like a little brother to me. Yeah. Um, so what had happened was it kind of went downhill very quick. We, 
I remember going to his house and seeing how he was raised and his mother was very dominant, maybe too dominant. Mm -hmm. She was very aggressive and she demanded everything a strict way. Mm -hmm. Come to find out now she was a Virgo. Oh, and I'm a Virgo. So I thought, okay, well, this guy's life, you know, at home is very structured. Like he's very clean. Um, You know, he they have boundaries Mm -hmm. they have order so i thought the same when he came to live with me Mm -hmm. and slowly sure enough it was absolutely like horror it was a mess um one he didn't want to get a job he didn't want to do anything um two he didn't want to clean i would ask him to clean and he'd be like well i don't have to do that like you you do that shit (gasps) just straight up like piss all over the floor um like leave the some i think sometimes he would leave um the tub like the (gasps) shut up yeah shut up i remember saying that once and um like leaving his dirty underwears in the bathroom like throughout the room Uh um mind you guys we shared a room this was my room correct um all three of you were in that room yeah all three of us were in that room that was great that was a crazy experience (laughs) in my life um but you know college you do what you do. You gotta do what you gotta do. Anyway, so he was, yeah, like he just didn't want to pick up. And mm-hmm. um, we kind of just started getting into arguments. And he was trying to find his individuality. He decided now was um, the time in our friendship and the time of his life to decide that he was no longer going to let me tell him what to do, as he said. Hmm. Um, or, you know, like he's like, you're not my fucking mom. Like, don't tell me what to do. Oof. And I'm like, I'm just trying to guide uh, you. Yeah, you know, like um, help you out. Be cohesive. Yeah, as I would say. Um, and so I was, and at that time in my life, I was very like direct, and I was like, this things need to be done this way. Things need to be in order this way, or else, or else, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of just started getting into arguments every day. Um, I had lived with multiple roommates and mm-hmm. he just kind of started talking to all of the other roommates about me saying oh my God. multiple things, um, kind of trying to pin them against mm-hmm. me. And I brought him into this household and um, eventually he started saying that he was telling the other roommate, uh, well, you know, basically I'm going to just leave, disappear, fuck off. And he's going to have to deal with the consequences. Like I'm not going to deal with anything consequences um, being finances money the finan- lease yeah um and basically so i'm like okay and this was all in the time span of two months mm. i was dealing was with very a, quick. i was dealing with a lot of personal issues mm-hmm. um like with school mm-hmm. outside of school work and stuff like that and then on top of this i was having a lot of anxiety every single day mm-hmm. and then i come home and this guy um would be blasting his music he would be having random girls come to our house. Oof. I'd have all of my things left out in like my side. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would just have random guys come in, like dudes that he just randomly met on the street. Oh my God. Ran- like randomly. And I'm like, Hey, like this is not safe. Like I, under- no, literally. I understand you want to make friends and you want to adapt to the environment, but this is not a way to do it. Right. And so he started doing things that we did not find appropriate. Mm hmm. Um, I'm not going to say, but he, um, he was just doing a lot of things that we didn't find appropriate. And, um, 
and then he was trying to get with one of my roommates' girlfriends. Oh, my God. Um, it was a whole ordeal. Didn't clean, didn't pick up after himself. So eventually he was, like, telling everybody, like, well, I'm going to leave. Like, and then I'm, he's going to just, like, stupid as per se me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then so finally, eventually, um, I'm not one to get the gossip. I'm, I'm going to go straight to it. Right. So I was like, well, I heard you're doing this. So here's this. Um if you decide you're going to do this, I'm going to sue you because you're on the contract and you're doing a breach of contract. You know what I'm saying? Uh Um, You signed this contract, so you need to fulfill it. And basically um, I just kind of got legal with him and I was like, well, if you want to fuck me over, like I'm going to sue you. Mm -hmm. And we kind of like in that moment, like we, at a certain point we're like, right, well, this isn't a friendship anymore. Like, well, this is like, this is nasty. This is nasty. So, um he was just kind of like well i don't give a fuck i don't have anything to lose and i was like that's fine God i was damn. like but this is my house and i brought you in to help you out mm-hmm. to you know better you as a person um but if you don't want that help then that's fine mm-hmm. but you're not gonna fuck me over and leave me because you just decide you don't want to pay bills mm-hmm. which is fine yeah but we had talked about this for years right. he had he had talked about this and he had Brought it to me for years. This was not something that I considered. Right. This was something that he was like, I want to do this. Please give me the opportunity Mm -hmm. every year. Mm -hmm. And so finally I did. And and basically what had happened was we came to an agreement and he moved out um, after two months of living with me. And we kind of. Two months? Yeah. That was it? That was it. Oh my god! I thought yeah. it was way longer. No, it was two months. It was fast. Yeah. It was so quick and it was so miserable. Was like, it just a summer? Was it during the summer? It was from August, like no, it was end of August to October. Ooh. So the beginning of October. So mm-hmm. he had moved out the end, like beginning of October, um, and basically, it was just it was really sad to say because I we were really close. We were real best friends. Um, I had seen him go through a lot of life moments. Yeah. Um, his family literally went through a huge separation. They went through a huge scandal. Yeah. Um, you know, his father got arrested. His mother went MIA. Um, he was adopted. Like, it was a huge thing. Mm-hmm. So it was really upsetting for me to see that my friendship could crumble so quick. Um, less and than Yeah. In less than two months. And I kind of reflected back on myself. And I was like, well, did this happen because I am too aggressive? Am mm-hmm. I too demanding? Am mm-hmm. I asking too much um, for somebody to be so repulsed to be living with me? Right. Or or is it this person who just has no boundaries and they just want to kind of rage and lash out after living with their parents for so long and right. not being able to do those things yeah what conclusion did you come to uh i mean i would say it's a little bit of both Mm -hmm. now i i don't demand too much like and i think that's something that's really bad with me is that i used to be so direct like we needed to clean we need to clean two times a week right and it needs to be done in order at a certain time by the end of the week yeah and these things need to be done and now after that roommate situation um I luckily after that I moved in with my partner mm-hmm. and I kind of pulled everything back. I yeah. I dropped it down like 50% because of that experience. Because of like- that experience and I was like, you know, you're 
this doesn't need to be done. Let it be done whenever you need it to be. Mm-hmm. And if you need more time, that's fine. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to clean it, like I will do it. Like it's, I dropped it down a hundred and, and my boyfriend was like, uh, no, well you need to he start doing right this. Back up. You need, he brought it right back <laughs> up. And I was like, fuck, like I finally met somebody who understands me and I get comfortable, like allowing people to not mm-hmm. do it. So, um, that was just a really sad experience for me because, um, it just kind of made me think, well, what was this friendship? Was this a friendship of convenience? Uh, convenience? Was this a lifelong friendship? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, what was this? And what? It, how, how does that reflect on me? Am and I so, a bad friend? Did I cause this? Like, exactly, did I push somebody to this exactly. point? Exactly. And Damn. it was very, it was very bad. We, um, we got, um, physical at, at one point. Wow. Yeah. Um, and so it was just real sad for me because obviously we yeah. made these experiences and we did have a few good moments, like maybe three yeah, good moments yeah, yeah. in the first few days that he lived there. Mm-hmm. But, um, I am grateful for the other roommate that I had. We shared, we had a really great experience. We had so many bonding experiences, moments, intimate moments, like, I will say that we are on a different level of tr- friendship now because of that. That whole ordeal. That whole ordeal. Yeah. Cause he was there with me. He understood like he understood my side. Mm-hmm. Um, and he just was kind of baffled with everything that was going on. Um, and he was always right by my side. But shortly after that, we, we kind of enjoyed it. It was so much better. It was so I much bet. cohesiveness. <laughs> like there yeah. was that, it was a sense a, of community. It was a sense of community, literally. Till this day, like all the roommates walk um, rarely, but when we do get together, and mm-hmm. it's just kind of like so much fun. But family reunion. Yeah, but when I still think about that, I think about like you know, I reflect and I'm like, well, what kind of friend does that say I am? Right. And I really did change. And, and it's a good thing. I think that's sorry to cut you off, but I think it's a very you know grown up thing to say this friendship ended and instead of immediately going well fuck them they're a bad friend yeah. they're an awful person i think it is a very grown up thing for you to step back and be like was this me what did i do what can i change how can yeah. i prevent this in the future you know i had some played a part in this i think that's of course a very very big thing that a lot of people do not do and i would say for a very short amount of time i was like yeah fuck him fuck him this well, and yeah, that that's, that's like and the, it's the natural it's yeah. natural but like shortly after i was like um, you know, is this me? Yes. And we've we've chatted back and forth before. Mm-hmm. We've um after th- the fact. After the fact that all this happened, mm-hmm. I think years like two years later, we've chatted back and forth, and you know, this is still somebody that I I'm not gonna you know how old a grudge I do not no. hold grudges, but you know, it was a very um eye opening experience, and that's probably the worst um like friends to foe experience I've ever had. Yeah. Um, until this day, I mean, until this day, they, they still reach out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, just, uh, we talk, chat back and forth. That's they, good. how you're doing this and that, but, yeah. um, I will never get past that. It well, was, how can a, you? it was a very dark moment in yeah. my life. What do you think about that? I think that there's a lot of truth in, you know, accepting what had happened, yeah. but not being able to move on from it. Um, Oh, of course. I love that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can accept, you can forgive, but you can never forget what went down. I think that's normal for us um, as a Virgo and a Libra. Yeah. We're not forgetful people. We don't forget. I don't forget shit. We don't. Clearly. I don't, I don't know if I forgive either. 
I am working on that. I, I don't know if I forgive, but I don't forget. Yeah. The thing is, I I can hold. I, I know you said you don't hold a grudge, and I would like to think I don't hold a grudge, but I don't yeah. think I believe that. I think I'm a grudging. I can hold a grudge, and it you can hold a grudge for real. Yeah. I love that about you. <laughs> That's my favorite thing about you. <laughs> I think you remind me to be a bitch. You know, because there's so many people have told me like, don't hold a grudge. Like it takes years off your life. Yada yada yada. Like you're giving Bullshit. negative attention to all this thing, but it's like. I don't feel any type of way about it. I feel like holding this grudge. You know I what? wish you well in hell. <laughs> you know, holding a grudge, it doesn't. <clears throat> it doesn't it's affect fine. me in any way. I don't. I mean, I'm having nightmares about this bitch. It does affect me. Yeah. But I'm. I'm okay. Like grudges become a part of me. It's like this is who I am now. This is that relationship in my mind, and I've made peace with that. And that's how I'm gonna go the rest of my life. Being, yeah. I don't have to forgive to have peace in my life. Yeah. But I mean, it also like on your end, it's also like you have a really strong guard. Mm-hmm. So in future friendships and in future relationships, mm-hmm. you're like, I am completely 100 percent not allowing this. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for me, I feel like my guard is very much down. Because of do you think that's a result of what happened with Mike or do you think that's you learning from the situation? Well, I would say now I am. um what is it? I'm a low maintenance friend. Right. I put I put a lot into that friendship because you were doing so much. Not just that friendship because it's not only what like it wasn't only him. It was my other friend who I said, "Come out mm-hmm. here, come experience the life in LA." You're doing a lot. Actually. Come, you know, come find yourself, like Extending I did. I arm. what I did or what I experienced. I wanted to give that to my friends. Right. And see, that's not something a low maintenance friend would do. Yeah. Now. Yeah. Now I'm like, fuck no. I'm like, oh, you want to move out here? Figure cool. it out. Cool. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you recommendations on where a good neighborhood right. is. But um, you're not sleeping on my couch. No. Interesting. Um, so I will say like that was a very much learning experience. And I did put a lot of effort into those relationships, mm-hmm. those friendships. Um, Wait, and- but what, to end this segment, I'm going to I want to do this thing where we say one thing we learn to end it on a positive note. Yeah. One major lesson we learned from our friend to foe stories go ahead <laughs> what i learned in my friend to foe stories mm-hmm. about yours, yours or about no, mine? In yours, your personal in what mine? did you get away from that all all of that trauma all of that bullshit for what what did you take away from it at the end uh no matter how much help you give a person mm-hmm. they're gonna only want to change when they're ready to change mm. you cannot um what is it? Change anybody. You can't fix anybody. You can't fix anybody. And, <clears throat> and you know, my mom told me that too. Yeah. She's like, this is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Oh, shit. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh She's God. like, this is going to happen. And yeah. you, like, you like to help people out. Like, you like to be the savior. It's true. Um, And she's like, but you can't always do that. Mm-hmm. You're going to get the bad end of the stick. Yeah. And so... I, I'm like, well, I'm not going to listen. I was like, I don't give a fuck. Um, so that's what I learned. You can't you can't change people if they're not ready to change. What did you learn about yourself? What did I learn about myself? I was too uptight. Mm. I was too, I was asking too much for um, roommates. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just such a bitch. Yeah. And that was one of the eye-opening experiences that I had. Yeah. I, I cannot speak to fellow roommates the way i speak to people outside of my household or it's not gonna work i mean not even just in my household outside of my household as well Mm -hmm. i need to learn how to speak to people yeah 
and in general in general right. i already did in a certain aspect but there still needs to be those limits that showed that problem to your face it was like look yeah. you really need to put some effort into yeah. this because this is look at look at what this has caused he's like this isn't high school anymore exactly so that's really cool what did you learn that you need therapy yeah i think from this whole experience it's that i you know this is my therapy yeah yeah <laughs> No, I think I need professional help. I think we need to unpack a lot in, in a room or something. But one thing... I, I think, think you need to go to boxing classes. Ooh, anger man. I don't have yeah. anger management. I just, you don't. I just need to get it all out. Because it's still in here. Like what does that mean? What do you mean by get it all out? I just need to let it go. Like, I think I hold on to it because, like... I don't know. I honestly don't know why I hold on to it. It happened years yeah. ago. I was a child when this happened. So will you say after this episode, you're not going to talk about this ever again? Probably not. Let's do it. Let's make that a pact. Oh, yeah? Let's well, end wait, it. I have to talk about it in therapy. Mm. <laughs> I really do need professional help. I'm your therapist. <laughs> Bitch. Um, but one thing I, I learned, um, honestly, I don't know what I, I took away from that experience yet. I, I think I've chosen not to reflect on it too, too hard. Yeah. Because it's just like a lot. It is. It was a lot. Yeah. I think your experience was a lot worse than mine by far. I wouldn't want to go through yours either, though. That oh, my God. It was awful. horrible. It was horrible. <laughs> but I I don't think I've really reflected as much as you have on your yeah. experience yet. I, I haven't looked at it with that kind of eye yet to take away from things from it, take something away from it. Um, even when looking at myself, like, what did I, how did I grow from that experience? Mm -hmm. I honestly have no idea. Like, maybe I've become more tough. Maybe I've become more resilient. Yeah. But, um. I would say maybe less delusional. Yeah. Maybe le more, less trusting and more realistic. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've become more of a realist. Um, maybe more of a cynic too, honestly. Like, I don't, I don't think I'm a negative person, but I definitely think like, I'm not going to paint fairy tale rainbows butterflies yeah if i know that's not the truth now whereas before i definitely like be like you know what like we don't know you know you never know what might happen this is this might be in our future like now i know like no that's not gonna happen like but i i will say that i really commend you for trying to be friends after everything happened trying to give her that um that chance did i you said you said that uh, like for every 15 minutes, there were certain instances where you did want to talk to her and you did want to, you wanted to break that. Yeah, I thought about it, but yeah. I never acted on it because my own ego wouldn't let me. Yeah. I think I just, that was the main thing. I think I just realized how much <laughs> a bitch I could be. Like that, that whole side of me had never been seen before, never released it before. And I just didn't, in my head, my ego, I could not be friendly to her. I could yeah. not, you know, be this nice person to her, even though I really like deep down, I really wanted to, I really wanted to fix things in an ideal world, best friends. Like she even reached out to me senior year. She, the beginning of her volleyball season, I told, did I tell you about this senior year? She reached out and she was like, let's just put this all behind us. Like, huh. let's have a good senior year. It's our last year of volleyball. Bullshit. Like we started this together, you know, that this is, you know, it's in the past. Like, let's just move on from this. And I literally shut it down. I was like, look, I will be cordial with you as a teammate on the court, but I'm not going to be your friend. I'm not going to be buddy-buddy with course. you. I will be a teammate for the sake of everybody else on the team and not ruin the entire game because we are teammates in this, you know, this thing. Yeah. But I literally 
shut it down. I said, I can't be friends with you. You ruined her senior year, and I love it. <laughs> she ruined her own senior year. Well, if you're a pussy, just say that, you know? Yeah, but I, you know, I don't know. I need to figure out what I've taken away from that. I really haven't evaluated it that much. I need to go to therapy. We'll figure it out. Well, that's grown. I think you just need to go to therapy. I should see a mental health professional for sure. I agree with you. Me too. <laughs> we, we should go together. <gasps> We, we should make an episode out of it. <laughs> oh, what did our therapist tell us? What if we should like go to therapy and then record a, record a whole podcast being like, so what happened at your therapy session yesterday? Guys, pay us to go to therapy. It's expensive. Please. Anyways, that concludes our friends to foes segment for this episode. We Ugh. hope you guys really enjoyed it. It was a mouthful. It, it was, was a heavy. lot. It was a lot. It was very heavy. Yeah. You got real personal. Let's move on to something more positive. Let's something switch up the vibe. Positive or fun? I think something more fun. Yeah. Fuck, fuck positive. Let's be fun. Anyways, <laughs> our next segment for this week's episode is the house. Seat segment. Ooh, the house seat segment is returning from last week. Mm -hmm. um, Danny, you want to give us a little breakdown? So the house seat segment is a play on words on hot seat. So the hot seat is a game that people play where one person is being pounded with a bunch of personal juicy questions yeah. and they don't know what's coming at them. They don't know what's going to hit them. And that's what me and Omar are going to do. I'm going to ask him questions and he doesn't know what I'm going to ask and vice versa. So let's get into it. You want to sit in the house seat first? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. My first question. Okay. What is the first thing you would do if you woke up one day and you were a woman? The first thing I would do if I woke up a woman? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Immediately. No, go immediately. Whatever came to your head, you have to say it. In all honesty, mm -hmm. I'm letting all the homies hit. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm letting all the homies hit. I'm literally dressing like a slut. Yeah. I literally want to wear the smallest mm -hmm. fucking bikini top. Go out in pasties and a thong. Literally pasties and a thong. <laughs> um, go to the strip club. Be a dancer. Yeah. Yeah. Just be a whore. Honestly. Yes. I love what, it. That's what you would do. I would do it. Yeah. I would. I'd let all the homies hit. <laughs> Um, You'd call everybody up. Yeah. And come check out this pussy. <laughs> <laughs> right? I, I think that's that. the most no, appropriate thing to do. I would agree. Or I would do the same thing. If I had no experience being a woman, I would do the full-fledged woman yeah. thing. That's so fun. That or go do a porno. Ooh. Right? Yeah, that'd be cool. Okay. Next question. Mm -hmm. If you were a drag queen... What would your drag name be? Ooh, I've actually thought about this. I know. Um, my drag name, one of them that I have would be Charlie's Anal. <gasps> Wait, that's so good. Charlie's Anal. <gasps> Wait, I love that. People would eat that up. I love drag, but I love drag names that have, um, what is it? When they spell it little ink, like funny, Uh huh. like just May mm -hmm. or, um, <laughs> Courtney Act. Courtney Act or um, Sharon Needles. Oh, yeah. Sharon yeah, yeah. Needles. Sharon Needles. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. So I thought about that. And I be, I think I came between um, Charlie's Charlie Anal mm -hmm. or, or um, Eva. Eva. Yeah. I like that. I like Eva. Eva's my aunt's name. Oh, yeah. Oh. And, and she's a Leo. And I would embody her. Like if I became a drag queen, I would embody my aunt because she's like, she's a bad bitch. She's a Leo. She got red hair. 
and she walks with a with a little mm-hmm. little twist a in little her head. you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. so I think it'd be like Eva Baldita or something like Ooh, that you know what I'm saying yeah that would be one of my drag <laughs> names wait that was so right? funny I love Charlie's Anal I'm sorry isn't that cute it's so I funny it. if I heard it I mean it's definitely better than some of the other drag names I've heard yeah. all right next question What's the biggest secret you've ever kept from your mom? Ooh. Oh, my God. I was just thinking about this and I was going to tell her. What? So the biggest secret I've ever kept from my... So she doesn't know? I, it's not a huge secret, but it's a funny secret. Oh, okay. Um, so when I was younger, I think when I was 15, mm-hmm. um, my stepdad got me in trouble um, with my mom. Mm-hmm. He kind of... I don't know what he did, but he ratted me out. And so what I did was he was doing a load of laundry Mm -hmm. um, and he put his clothes to wash and it was like all black clothes. Mm -hmm. It was like black and blues. So what I did was I went to the garage and I opened it and I poured bleach in the washer. I poured a whole thing of bleach in the washer. And yeah, I was mad. I was like, bitch, that's what you get. And so my mom comes out and she's putting the clothes from the washer to the dryer. And she's Mm -hmm. like, what the fuck happened? It was her clothes, too. It was more her clothes than his. He was just washing it for her. So she's pulling out like all of her tank tops, her camis. Her shirts, mm-hmm. her like her business shirts, and they're all bleached and stained. Oh no! And so, um, I was laughing. She's like, "I don't know what happened," and I was just like, I was in shock, but I was dying. So I think till this day, I, I almost want to say like, my mom still has some of those camis, and they're just like black uh, with to bleach this day? stains. Black with bleach stains. Oh no, my God. I don't think so. But like, I remember her walking around with like, you know, the at home. She like, kept them. The camis you wear at home, mm-hmm. and so they were just like bleached. Until this day, I'm like, oops, I'm sorry. I think my mom's gonna hear this, and she's gonna be like, you motherfucker. Did she not know that was you? No, I Did never she told think her. It was like a laundry mistake. Yeah, I never told her. That's hilarious. Um, that's horrible, huh? I think it's funny. Well, I. I get the intentions because you weren't trying to get her but the after the fact you weren't like oh my god i'm so sorry i didn't know it was, you said okay that's not like, my problem i'm not saying anything I don't know what <laughs> that's a good one okay next what's your go-to move for getting attention from your boyfriend my go-to move mm-hmm. what's like a surefire way for him to divert attention from whatever he's doing to you hmm. i think i would start an argument with him <laughs> So you're not talking to me? Truthfully? What's going on? Oh, my God. Oh, so that's what we're doing today? We're not talking? <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, that's funny. Okay. You want to do? You, you want to have a bad day? That's okay. funny. Yeah. Gonna, we'll have a bad that's day. That's what I do. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you don't want to hug me? Oh, no. Okay. We can start that. <laughs> don't worry. You want to have a shitty day? Sure. That, that on a good day or... On a good day? Or No, no, no. Like, if we're just at home, I'll just turn on Modern Family and sit on the couch. It'll come out? And he'll come out like the cat. It's like turning <laughs> it turning a light on. It attracts moths. It, tra- it attracts him. He'll, he'll come sit on the couch, and he'll <laughs> want me to scratch his head. Here he is. Yeah. Oh, my God. I love Modern Family. I do, too. I always I always watch it, and I'm like, where are we, Cameron Mitchell? That's funny. Anyways. Next question. What's the meanest thing you've ever done? 
the meanest thing I've ever done. Mm-hmm. One time I was working at a pizza shop in Marysville called Mountain Mike's. Wait, you worked there? Yeah. I don't remember this. Yeah, it was like, I only worked there for like two, three months. I got it. Um, And some guy, he comes in, some fat guy, he comes in and he was like talking shit to me. Um, Just having a bad day. Like he, he, was like, he was like, well, what are your specials? And I was like, we don't have any specials. It's Mountain Mike's. Yeah. <laughs> And then he was like, well, you're fucking stupid. And I was like, <gasps> okay. He's like, get your manager. Anyways, Ugh. my manager, this was the only customer we had all day. So my manager was like, give him whatever he wants. Mm. Um, if it's kids, like his kids were stealing all the coins from like the coin machines behind the register. What the? Like, it was so ghetto. Like they were going to the back. He was like so fat, gross and old. And so he ordered um, a pepperoni pizza and my boss like gave him a discount and after like he was talking shit to me i was like okay my boss left so i went to the back and i'm the one that makes the pizzas Mm. so what i did was i rolled the dough i threw it on the floor grabbed dirt from the floor and then i spit on it (gasps) i spit all over the pizza oh my god Mm -hmm. i grabbed all the old um vegetables and I dropped the pizza, like I rolled it on the ground after it was cooked. And then um, I served it to him and I watched him eat it. Oh my God. I watched him eat my spit. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. I would say that's probably one of, I don't know if that's mean. I feel like that's payback. Yeah, that's a little crazy. Is that mean? Yeah. Yeah, I would ca- I would categorize that as a little mean. <laughs> sure. Yeah, so I did that. You could call it that. Yeah, anyways. Wow. What do you think of my questions this week? Were they a little spicier than last yeah, week? Yeah, I like them. <laughs> They're good ones. Anyways, on to me. Are you ready for the hot seat? They better be better than mine. Okay. What's one thing you don't like about me? <gasps> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> Spill it, bitch. Ooh. What's one thing you do not like about me? Don't don't sugarcoat it. I'm I'm I literally am trying to think of something because I can think of something that I don't like about you. No, that I don't like about you. Okay, bitch. <laughs> uh, this is my question. Thank you very much. Um, I used to think this is the first thing that comes to mind is how mean you used to be. Yeah. Like it, I would need I'd be like, oh, I need a break. Like this is this is a bit much. And I was more sensitive back then as yeah. well. Like I couldn't take what you were putting down. But now I was a bitch. I know. I know. Back then, like now, one thing I don't like about you. Yeah. You nap at the most inconvenient times. Oh, my God. That's literally like when I need, like when we're trying to post something for the podcast or I'm trying to text you, he's out. 4 to 7 p.m. Four to, you're napping or you're at the bar. <laughs> and and I need you sometimes and you're you're getting drunk and I'm I'm not going to bother you while you're at the bar and I'm like oh my god like I need to know if I can post this or not I need to know what's going on here and you're at the bar you're having a good time which is fine so I'm inconsist- inconsistent you're busy and it inconveniences me and I don't like it ugh anyways <laughs> next what is a tv show that's been canceled that you wish would come back ooh why women kill uh, a Paramount Plus exclusive. Oh, my God. Um, Shout out to the company that I work for. Why Women Kill was my favorite show. It only had two seasons and it didn't get renewed for the third. And I was flabbergasted that it didn't get renewed because it was so good. Please watch the first um, and Why second Women season kill? of Why Women Kill hmm. on Paramount Plus. Ooh. Free promo. Next one. Mm-hmm. If you could change anything about yourself, what would it be? Ooh, a lot. 
physically, mentally. Just give me one thing. My teeth. <gasps> me too. Yeah. I I want veneers. Ooh, I want veneers too. I want veneers so bad. I don't e- I don't even care for my teeth right now. Like rip them all out, shave them down to those yeah. little nubs that TikTok has I seen. I love that. I don't care. I want nice pearly whites. I think no matter how beat you look, if you have nice teeth, you're, you're always good. pretty. You're good. I love that. Me too. Yeah. We're on the same wavelength there. I wish I had perfect pearly whites. I like your smile, but I agree. Right? Yes. I don't hate my smile. I just wish it was perfect. No, I hate my smile. Do you? Yes. You have good smile, though. Mm. Hmm. And good charisma. Ah, the charisma sells it. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> I hate my smile. Anyways, uh, the last question for this hot seat. Who would you consider your spirit animal and why? Like what person? Yes. Ooh. You got to think about that. It would definitely be a housewife. I resonate a lot with the housewives. Which one? My spirit animal. Who's Ooh. your spirit animal? Teresa Judice, Real Housewives of New Jersey. Huh. OG. Because she's a scammer? Leave her alone. That was her husband. All right. Teresa Judice. She is just the embodiment of everything I wish I could be. Hmm. she's hot she always gets what she wants i don't know about her forehead though leave her alone she (laughs) (laughs) spirit animal spiritually she just speaks to me and i resonate with her and i i love her and adore her i think she just speaks to me like everything about her just like it pops out to me i want to be her i love that minus the whole scandal and going to jail thing but other than that she served her time she did and she learned a lot she She picked up yoga oh my god she did (laughs) you know how in real housewives they do like a a little saying before they like their introduction it's like beverly hills this is my city like something like wait what would your introduction be my yes oh you're gonna have to give me a couple days for that oh my god i would need it to be perfect because one of Teresa's was like, I'm, I, what she say? She's like, I'm back and I'm better than ever. Namaste, bitches. Like, that was so good. And for that very reason, she is going to be my spirit animal. Yours is going to be Mabuhe. Mabuhe. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I love that. Yeah. Well, that concludes our hot seat segment. Mm-hmm. What's next? Next is a little game. You know, we've had a long episode. This is probably going to be one of our longest episodes ever. Um, But we're going to end this really fun episode with a even more fun game. It's called Name Three. So Omar and I have three different categories that we're going to tell each other. We're going to tell each other three different categories. And we have to name three of that category in under five seconds. I'll go first. Ready? Okay. Okay, Danielle. You're going to count on your finger? Name three. Okay. Name three Beyonce songs. Listen, XO, If I Were a Boy. Ooh. Did I do it? Yeah, you I did. I closed my eyes. I couldn't even look at your hands. I love how you said listen, because that is the most Filipino thing ever. Listen. <laughs> Isn't that sweet? Yes. It said listen is the national anthem of the Philippines. Oh, my And it's God. true. Okay, next. Mm-hmm. N- name three mm-hmm. role models. Uh, Naomi Campbell, Gigi Hadid, and Bella Hadid. No. no! I couldn't think of any. Why did I say 
models. No. I literally couldn't think of anyone. You I literally only models. said models. I don't have role models. You said supermodels. I just want to be skinny. Can you tell? Bitch. <laughs> okay, last one. Name three bad habits you don't like in a friend. Um, whiny, uh, annoying, and boyfriend stealing. <gasps> Damn. I'm so sorry. Oh that was good. That was good. It slipped out. I had five seconds. I was looking at the hands. You're going fast. You're going way too fast with this. You said, you said five, four, three, two, one. You had to give me a second. Okay. Goddamn. All right. Let me go now. Okay. Go. Okay. Ready? Name ready. three iconic duos. Um, Paris and Nicole, Kim and Chloe. Uh, no, you're done. You're done. That was five seconds. I think we're going way too fast. Bye. Anyways, whatever. Next. Next. Okay, ready? <laughs> Name three people you are no longer friends with. <gasps> Danielle, really? <laughs> Hold on. Oh. <laughs> and. <gasps> T. Yeah. Was not expecting that last one. Yeah, unfortunately. Ooh, yikes. Okay, we'll not talk my about, fault, but we'll talk about that later. Um, the last one. Uh -huh. You ready? This one's gonna be a, a brain scratcher. It's currently midnight right now. It's yeah. eleven fifty-seven. <gasps> so let's hope your brain is still working for this last question. Oh my question. god, Danielle! Name three countries that start with an N. Countries: Nigeria, uh, Norway, and Naples. <laughs> is Naples a country? I think so. I thought it was a city. It is a city. <laughs> Nicaragua. Ooh. Yeah, I'm Latina. Could you tell? Naples is a city in southern Italy. Mm, it's a good two. Two out of three. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Let's end the episode. Well, that concludes our episode for this week. Woo! We have unpacked so much content, so much stories, so much knowledge. Yeah. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed this episode. I like this. is very different from our other three episodes. This was very different. I think it was. I feel like this is the most personal for me. This feels very intimate. I'm scared. Like this is maybe not very the most personal, intimate. but it was a really good one. We're getting intimate. We're getting intimate. Mm -hmm. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about family ties. Mm -hmm. Ooh. We're going to keep going with the relationships, family ties episode. Family. So we hope you guys tune in. Please make sure to um, check out all of our social medias. Mm -hmm. um, At President's Club Podcast. President's Club Podcast. Our link tree is in the Instagram bio. We drop every single Monday. Mm -hmm. um, and I hope you guys enjoyed it. Meeting, Meeting adjourned. adjourned. Bye, Bye. guys.